What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the File Pick Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary. I'm here with my co-host inside of me. What's up, guys? It's Van. And then below me. What's going on? It's Danny. And <laughs> we are back. It is uh, the end of week two of the NFL season, so we got to go ahead and review some of these games. Week two was pretty it was pretty eventful. You know, we had some ejections this past week, some more upsets. Not a lot of um, fantasy relevant weeks, I'll say. Fantasy's been, like, very low scoring so far this year. But that's besides the point. Um, but what? Week two is low scoring? For fantasy? It, for for usual, it's been fairly low scoring. For That's weird because I lost with 150 this week in my office oh. league. Yeah, 150 is not very, very high scoring. It's a good score, but not very high. What'd you drop this week, Zach? I have no idea if I'm being honest with you. Promise it but, wasn't 150. Hmm. It probably wasn't. But we do have week two games, and we don't have to waste too much time. Let's jump right into it. So we had Thursday Night Football, which was a pretty fun game. We had the Kansas City Chiefs going against the L.A. Chargers. There was no key now for the Chargers, and we did see Justin Herbert take a pretty bad hit. He ended up playing through the game. I don't know how based off uh, how he tried to throw away the ball in that one third down. But he stuck it out and also played later and made one of the best throws in the season so far. Uh, any thoughts on the past Thursday night football game? Um, it was fucking annoying that it was only on Amazon. Uh, that was a little confusing for NFL fans all around. I, I really want to see a statistic on how many people signed up for the seven-day free trial that night. Yeah. <laughs> like That would be interesting to see. But as far as the game goes, Chargers played better point-blank period. The Chargers should have won that game. I don't care what you say. Uh, it, it, at the end of the day, it came down to the one bad pass Herbert made was the pick six from their own one. He made Gerald Everett come back in. It was kind of an obvious move. Like, why would you tell somebody come back in for one play? The Chiefs see that. Like, that, no, that yeah. looks suspicious as hell. And then comes back in for that play. Usually, most NFL quarterbacks use that as a decoy, right? Threw it right at him, and it was underthrown and behind him. That was just a bad play. That's why they lost a the game. You can't make mistakes like that. But as far as who played better, I think the Chargers played way better than the Chiefs that night. The Chargers, to me, through two weeks, just have not been as impressive to me as I thought they would be coming in. Now, I'm not going to say I was the highest on Chiefs just in general coming in. But, you know, mistakes like that is kind of something that's always holding back the Chargers, uh, like last season. They're going to make those small boneheaded plays. Uh, I don't know if it's kind of a coaching thing. Maybe it's still a fact they haven't got a quarterback. But they're going to make those small boneheaded plays that's going to cost them games like this. You know, it's kind of part of the aggressive mindset. Uh, I think they were probably the better team, but Kansas City has the best QB in football. Great head coach. They're not going to make the same mistakes that the Chargers made uh, last week. And, you know, I mean, Chargers, they still had their fair share of injuries. You know, obviously, you know, Herbert did take that big hit. He was without Keenan Allen. Uh, I believe they had a couple injuries as well. I can't think of the top of my head. You know, so. They do. Their old line went down a lot. Corey Lindsley and um, Lindsay, yeah. their right tackle, I believe. Uh, I, I can't think of his name, but he, he got hurt too. Oh, I want to say Zion Johnson still pretty good so far. Whoo! Chris, he made Chris Jones switch sides, bro. Yeah. He made Chris Jones completely switch sides because he was sick of him. And, and then after that, and then after that, Matt Filer got fucking dominated by him. Like Zion Johnson is good. I knew he was going to be good, but this is not like that. He's crazy. Yeah, he's he looked pretty good. So, and also, Trent McDuffie got injured in this game, right? I believe he went out with injury during the game. I think it was early. I, yeah. I don't remember seeing it, but yeah, I remember they put yeah, on. But you know, the guy got the pick six, uh, Jalen Watson, right? The Jaylen other replaced him. 
yeah, he yeah. he's looked pretty good that game also, not just with the pick six. So it's going to be interesting, a uh, young cornerback room over there. But what, what do you think about the game, Danny? Uh, honestly, I didn't expect nothing less than Mahomes dominating like he did, you know. My MVP prediction. So so far, it's it's working out. Right now, I think Mahomes is winning the MVP conversation. And I do believe, though, if they had Keenan Allen, they probably win the game by like ten points, honestly, because they're just a honestly a better they're just a better team, right? And a guy like Keenan Allen changes the aspect of their game plan and their offense entirely. Missing out on Keenan Allen forced a guy like Mike Williams, who stepped up huge, to do it. And like I mean, like my God, he was making highlight play after highlight play. Let's not forget about that. I, no one could guard him, honestly. He, he looked like the best receiver in the league at some point. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. So, but overall, it was a great game to watch. And like I said, though, Mahomes just took over. That's it. And, and to touch on that, it's got to be kind of nice knowing that the Chargers could lose one of the receivers and just have the performance like that. Like, it doesn't matter who's in the wide, the X role. Like, either one of them could just go crazy. Yeah. Like, Mike Williams is a beast, but he's kind of he's kind of belittled by Keenan Allen. You don't really see much of him when Keenan's there. But when Keenan's not there – you just, blows up. just proved it. Anybody in that extra would go crazy. And to have two guys like that, I mean, they're all, also getting paid $20 million each each season. Mm-hmm. But it, it, and another thing I wanted to touch on, Asante Samuel Jr., fucking beast. He's that dog. Yep. He, he's he a is. beast. I, every play, he was in on it. But no, I don't I don't like when you say Mahomes had another MVP game. He didn't. Uh, he had I a, mean, a couple he, flags taken back here and there. Two Asante Samuel dropped picks and then two flags on bomb picks. Like he had three or four picks that game that were called back off off bullshit in my opinion. He didn't play every, bad. every time they needed Mahomes to step not. up, in my opinion, he did. When they needed him to score, he went down and did. You know, he did what he was supposed well, to do. Well, at the end of the day, Mahomes still did Mahomes shit. But I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying, as far as the MVP conversation, that game did not help him. I don't care what you say. Like he had he had that one right nice now. throw to uh, who was the tight end? He that burned down the middle. Was it um, Noah Gray or was it uh, the third stringer? It might have been Noah Gray. I don't. I'm not 100 sure. Well, he had that one bomb that it was. Of course, that's a that's a Mahomes throw. That's what you expect. No, yeah. But those, those, he had a, a lot of bad throws that game that should have been picked. The like Justin at least Watson three throw. Or four. That was a fantastic throw. Beautiful. It was. All right, we can go on and move on to the next game. This one uh, was a nice comeback win by the Joe Flacco led Jets. They beat the Cleveland Browns uh, at the end in the last two minutes. Right, it was a two score game. Uh, with less than two minutes to go, they score a touchdown, get the onside kick, and score about 30 seconds to go. Uh, Sounds you know, familiar. Joe, Flacco, <laughs> Joe Flacco's looked, you know, somewhat decent. He's second in the league in passing yards, or third in the league in passing yards right now at the moment. Um, who knows? Maybe Zach Wilson has to worry about Joe Flacco. Yo, hold up. Can we touch on this? The top three in passing yards right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I would have I mean, told you, if I would have told you, Guys, my bet, I put all my money that the top three passes are going to be Tua Tungabailoa, Carson Wentz at two, and Joe Flacco at three. You would have spit in my face. 100%. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's and to touch on that game, Nick Chubb's untouchable. Let's just be honest. Nick Chubb, we've already talked about this, top yep. three running back in the league based off skill. He doesn't usually score touchdowns like that, so it was nice to see it, that Kareem Hunt wasn't just stealing all his fantasy points. Mm-hmm. But let's just be honest, the Browns aren't very good. We'll, we'll touch on that the week three predictions later. Uh, I think Brissett's ass. That's that's not a hot take. That's just what it is. Yep. And Amari Cooper is still Amari Cooper. That's what I pulled out of this game. The defense fell asleep at the end, but before that, they were locking the Jets down quite well. And Amari Cooper had a, a breakout game for the the Browns this, this week. That 
That's one thing I wanted to touch on, which is Amari Cooper, though. Like, Amari Cooper's proving a point. Like, I had low expectations from him, especially from his quarterback play, but he actually performed to a great level. Sadly, they didn't pull out the win, but he was playing great. And then a guy, Garrett Wilson, he just came out of nowhere, you know, 14 targets and just blew up. That was insane, in my opinion. That just, yeah. That's the starting point of how the Jets came back, too. So. Yeah. Corey Davis, that 66-yard bombs would fuck yeah. them. They, they let him score so quick, that which just completely messed up the whole rotation of it. Mm-hmm. Gary Wilson is going to be an absolute stud. A bunch of receivers are already stepping up early. Rookie receivers. Mm-hmm. It's great to see. And if Zach Wilson can be what I personally think he could be, this Jets offense is going to be very good for the future. You're going to have Zach Wilson. You're going to have Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, potentially. Maybe he might. I've heard that, he, that some teams might look to trade for him. I don't know if they'll really trade him. You're going to have Garrett Wilson. you got Uzama there, Tyler Conklin, Brees Hall, and Michael Carter in that backfield. That's that looks so beautiful. Like they're really putting the skill players around uh Zach Wilson. The O line could use some work. A but, lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Like Tomlinson has been getting fucking bully rushed, but, and yeah. that's supposed to be their best O lineman. Uh Van Van loves Lincoln Tomlinson, tell you that. <laughs> but but <laughs> I mean the, I right. but, you know the Jets, if Zach Wilson is healthy and performs at high low, because obviously he is gonna start when when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. But the Jets can have a very high scoring offense. Score 31 this week. I could see them putting up 25 plus points per game when he comes back, just based off the skill talent around there. Well, could I ask you something, though? If yeah. Joe Flacco keeps playing like this, do you start Zach Wilson? I don't He's, think you do. I think, I think I the obvious answer is yes. But third in passing yards, not terrible uh, touchdown to interception ratio, which is Flacco's main problem the last few years as a backup. I don't, I mean, I don't know. If they're winning games, you don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. If they're winning, they just beat the Browns. They're not supposed to win that game. I don't think Zach Wilson. The Browns aren't very game. good, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, but they're not, they weren't supposed to win that game. They, they weren't. weren't. They weren't. If Flacco's was playing like this, you can wait an extra week or two to put Zach Wilson until he's 100, 110% healthy. I agree. But if he's healthy, you're playing him. He's your future. You're not wasting playing time for him to give a f- how it's Joe Flacco. I get that. And I, 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 you're I, not think, doing that. I think that. I remember them saying he might be there for week one. I knew he wasn't going to be there for week one. A no, lot he's not coming back to like week four or five. Exactly. But what I'm saying is if they're – if the, let's just say week five, right? If they're three and one or they're two and two, I get it. You need to you need to find out what you have in Zach Wilson because it's still a question mark. But if you're if you're at a positive or an uh, 0-0 record, I don't know. Like yeah. if Joe Clark is playing like this, it's an actual thought. It's not a thought in my mind. Zach Wilson is starting. I think it is a thought. I really do. I, I feel like they can just give him as much time as he wants to rest, and then that one game where Joe Flacco sucks, you can just have him on the sideline, like yep. a Tua thing. They were just yep. waiting for Fitzpatrick to suck one game. And the second it happened, like Tua – Fitzpatrick was the opposite sometimes. They're yeah, because think Fitzpatrick wasn't even sucking. And they put Tua in, like I think, on the last drive of the game because they were up 20 on the Jets. And – that's all they needed to see was one pass to Jakeem Grant to start him the next week. Like, it was complete bullshit. So, yeah, I agree yeah. with what you say. Zach Wilson probably will be the starter. But it, Joe Flacco is is, is, is not going to let it happen. He, he, already got, he already got his job robbed once. And you know yeah. how he felt about that. If he's playing good, he's going to compete for it. I'll tell you that much. Was it against the Raiders that Dolphins decided to bench Tua for Fitzpatrick for like a two-minute draw or something like that? Uh, no, that was every game. That was every fucking week. The Broncos game, the Raiders game. The second, the second they saw that he couldn't throw forty yards downfield, or they felt like he was just losing them the game, he'd get taken out. And every time they would leave him in the game, like the Cardinals game when we were getting our ass kicked, 
he's he's just a good comeback player. That's what it is. But Chan Gailey just wasn't it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending Tua. He was playing terrible. But I hate when that shit happens. You got to progress the young guy. You know, Tua is kind of statistically the most clutch QB over the past two years. Just saying. That's what I'm saying. He's clutch. Uh, Next up, uh, we have Detroit getting their first win season against the Washington Commanders. Uh, The score is closer than the game really was. Detroit dominates the entire game. And Amon Ra St. Brown is an absolute stud. With capital S, absolute stud. The guy's been on a tear at the beginning of the year. Uh, And, I mean... Hell, he, I mean, if he continues this type of play, he can march himself in the top 10 receiver conversation in the NFL, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, this guy's playing out of his mind, especially with QB like Jared Goff. Jared Goff's decent uh, enough. He's playing well. He's playing well, yes. And I mean, the entire offense playing well. We kind of talked about it when we were doing our season previews. Like, we like the offense around uh, Jared Goff. It's just, how's Jared Goff going to be or maybe the future QB? Yeah, I mean, the entire offense is still hitting all cylinders right now. Yeah, and I, I, before we start talking about the Lions in the Washington game, I would like to say sorry to Amon Ross St. Brown. It was one of my shitters. He was on the same list with A.J. Brown. That's the only two I've gotten wrong so far. But A.J. Brown took a step back last game, let's be honest. But Amon Ra, keeping that foot on the pedal. The guy is looking like a beast, and I retract my, what I said about him before the season started. Respect. That's respectful. Very respectful on the guy that is dominating. I was just about to say we needed to talk about that first, but good, good job on that. Yeah, well, but about the game, uh, it's kind of what exactly we expected, right? Like, don't get me wrong, we didn't expect Jared Goff and Carson Wentz to have a showdown out there, because mm-hmm. who expects that? But it seems like a quarterback year, let's be honest. And uh, we, we kind of thought the Lions were going to win, but it was going to be a closer game. It was. It's kind of the same thing. You know, it's you know it's weird. This you know what this week reminded me of mm. how the Lions played the Eagles last week. They were down by two scores or a score, and they were just fighting back every time. They weren't necessarily, yeah, they weren't necessarily taking the lead like Washington that wasn't necessarily taking the lead, but they were always fighting back to staying close. And it was like a shootout, which is exactly what you want for fantasy. Everybody in that game killed, uh, fantasy wise, for Washington and Detroit. But it was one of those games where Detroit kept their foot on the pedal, and Washington's offense tried to turn up at the end, but it was a little too late. Yeah, I mean DeAndre Swift. Is look, I mean, I was high on Andrew Swift coming to the season. He's looked every bit of it. Hopefully, he can stay healthy because health has been really the main concern with him throughout his uh, short career so far. But I mean, man, I, I, the Lions are one of the more fun teams to watch. And I mean, Washington, you, know, you kind of get what you expect. You know, Carson Wentz. He, I, I kind of like the fit so far with him, Washington. But you know, you're going to get some great throws, but you're going to get some kind of head scratchers. You know, you never really know you're going to get on play with play bases from him. But Jahan Dotson. I mean, we talked about Gary Wilson. Sean Dotson might be through two weeks. It actually, it looks like a top two receiver from this draft class for two weeks. There's somebody that we'll probably get to later. That's looked pretty damn good. But Sean Dotson's looked like a stud. Curtis well, Samuel. Definitely not top two. Not top two? No, no, no. no. Garrett Drake London is pretty obvious. Garrett didn't have the best week one. He, had, uh, he did fine. He dropped 11 fantasy Chris, points. Chris Olave is coming, by the way. Chris Olave is coming. Yeah, Drake London's been the best, but we'll get to him then. But John Dotson has looked like a stud. Curtis Samuel, he was a bit banged up last year, but he's kind of looked a bit like he did last year in Carolina. Uh, Terry McLaurin, we already know about Terry McLaurin. Gibson's looked decent, um, and I'm excited to hopefully see how Brian Robson looks when he comes back. Uh, he's He practiced today on the field, yeah. which is I pretty would, crazy. Ow. 
I was just about to say, I think the biggest highlight for that team, not only was seeing that video before the game of Brian Robinson, you know, working doing out. the drills and working out, and I was like, whoa, as an Antonio Gibson uh, owner in one league, I was kind of scared. And now hearing that he's practicing now, now I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Like, he's coming. Like, he's going to at least take, like, 30% of the snaps, I think, when he comes back. I don't think it would be a split 50-50, but he's definitely taking some snaps. Yeah, I mean, JD Kikasik also had some good games. Like, overall, the entire offense is eating, but – you know, I mean, Washington, they'll, uh, they probably won't win too many games, but they'll be a team that's going to be just interesting to watch week to week. They still have some high levels of play and some low levels of play. And, Zach, uh, while we're on the discussion of lines, um, I think we need to go back and look at last week's podcast where I made two predictions, kind of bold, kind of not. I said Aiden Hutchinson would get his first sack, and I'm pretty sure I said he'll – I think he gets two, which he got three. He got three, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said that. I don't know if I said two, but I guarantee I said something about Aiden Hutchinson getting his first sack. But I'll be completely honest with you. I don't remember any bold prediction that I made last video. So, but, <laughs> but we need to look, need look back at those because I'm pretty sure I hit one. You could make a clip out of that. But, uh, but yeah, no, Aiden Hutchinson. Let's be honest. The sacks weren't beautiful. They kind of fell in his lap, but, hey, they're sacks, right? They're yes, sacks. They're sacks. That's all that matters. The stat sheet, that's all people look at that aren't Lions fans. So, uh, no, but both of these teams are, I think, both in that mediocre range. None of them are going to be Super Bowl contenders, but none of them are going to be uh, top 10 draft picks. Uh, but it was a good game. It was a good shootout, and it was definitely fun for fantasy watchers. I wouldn't be surprised if Washington kind of contends for a top 10 pick. But I'm not saying that they're a guarantee, but they they could – I mean, what's it called? Someone team, I think, was top 10 pick last year, you know? So mm. they could be there. But I think Detroit's going to be, like, either – like they're going to be a top eight seed, I think, in the NFC this year. I could agree with you. I think they're going to be one game like, out of the playoffs or in the wild card. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with I, mean, you. They, I mean, I know the score wasn't was closer than the game really was, but I mean, I mean you know what? We'll get to the team they play in week one later. But they that score was close at the end because I got some stuff to say about that team they yeah. play week one later. Um, maybe an interesting game. Uh, between Tampa and New Orleans. You know, we had some fighting in that game. Washington Lattimore versus Mike Evans is always a treat to watch. Mike Evans ended up getting suspended a week due to his actions. He deserves game. it. He does. He does. And, you know, uh, it was an ugly game. But Tampa was able to pull through in the fourth quarter to win this one. Um, so my pullaways from this game were don't piss off Tom Brady. That's the dumbest shit you could do. Yep. Okay? The guy's proven it. In the Super Bowl against Tyron Matthew, he's proven it for 20 years that don't shit talk him. You don't get anything out of it. And second of all, uh, the Mike Evans thing. I'm so I, I get it. Marshawn Lattimore is annoying. Probably he probably talks a lot of stuff. He probably says some personal stuff. But a lot of NFL players do that. Mike Evans needs to stop taking his six foot five, 250 pound body and blindsiding people. It's the second time he's done it, and it, it's ridiculous. Though. I'm I'm being serious. Like it's annoying. Like, he, he's done that twice now, and he, he's a big guy. Like, who who blindsides people when you're you're the bigger one? You're 6'6", damn near. Yeah, 6'6", you're 250. Like, why are you fighting people that are – why are you blindsiding people that are six foot? You want to you fight them, fight them, but just don't blindside them when they're talking to somebody else. That's some bitch move, in my opinion. Like, my biggest thing my biggest thing on that whole situation is like this. Like, if you're going to confront somebody – and sh- like, I get it. He, he was trying to make a statement as far as, you know, showing that he protects his quarterback and he respects his brothers on his team. But there's a certain way of doing that, you know? Like, you don't just blindside a grown man like that. Like, if you're going to step up, make sure you step up in front of him and be like, hey, that's my quarterback. Don't, don't talk to him. Don't mess with him like that. And then you can, you know, altercations are never the best way to solve things. But if it ends up happening, it happens. You don't just blindside 
inside somebody like that. Hence why he got suspended. Yeah, and you know what I find funny about that is this is the second time he's done that exact move on Marshawn Lattimore, and the first time he did it to Marshawn Lattimore's for quarterback now for the Saints, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Like, dude, it all comes for full circle. Marshawn Lattimore keeps that shit on the field. From what I've heard, he talks a lot of shit, which whatever, a lot of DBs do. They're like that, and he's a good one, so he has the right to. Three, three catches, 60 yards in the fourth quarter for Mike Evans. Like, that's a decent game, but it's it's not what he usually does. He usually has a touchdown by then. But you can tell he was frustrated. And and don't blindside somebody for talking shit. Like, you saw what Mike Evans said, like, when the refs pulled him over to the side. No, what do you say? His mouth, he said, that's fucking Tom Brady. What do you expect uh, me to do? <laughs> like, uh, I get that. Defend your quarterback. By all means, I completely am with that. But don't blindside a player, dude. That's some, especially when that's way smaller than you. That's bullshit. But as far as the game goes, I'm sorry this got out of completely out of context, but that, that shit yeah. pissed me off. Um, Brady looks shit to start the year, let's be honest. He's he's going to be fine, so I'm not here saying Brady's going to be – oh, he might be bad this year. Brady's Tom Brady fell off eventually. Yeah. He fell off. 45 yeah. years old, Everybody's, off. <laughs> Everybody's waiting for it, but he's not going to. Let's be honest. They're still 2-0. and They've had some slow starts, but trust me, all it takes is that one game where they're down 14 or down 7 and Brady's going to start popping off and getting in rhythm which I think could happen this week against the Packers. But Brady will be fine. I don't think that's something to worry about. But Buccaneers, uh, they're exactly what we expected they were, That besides Brady's poor play. They're who's, the top team in the NFC. Who's Brady throwing to next week? Me. Pretty much, yeah. He's pretty much we have to throw to one of us. He's got Josh Allen's biggest fan, Cole Beasley. He's I was going to say, they just, sold, they just got Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Is Julio going to be healthy? Rashad Perriman. They'll be fine. And they're playing Green Bay, which is a tough defense. But as, as on, on paper, it is. But they're kind of looking shit on the field. But we'll get to that later. But, Does uh, Tampa Bay have the best defense in the NFL right now? It got to be top three, right? I think you got to say they might have the best right now. Probably yeah. them or Buffalo. Um, Buffalo. I'd say um, that's so scary, dude, because they have the top offense, too. It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ. But, I mean, t- yeah. but Tampa Bay's defense has been outstanding through two weeks. I mean, but, they, because they they're head the coach defensive-minded. Yeah. yeah. My thing is with Buffalo's defense, isn't Tredavious White out? Tredavious right? White is out. Exactly, and they've been dominating. Like, not dominating. Yeah. They've been, like, crazy, no, though. Like, no, no, Tennessee's no. a bad oh, they've team. They've been dominating. They've yeah, been but dominating. Tennessee's, Tennessee, we all know, wasn't going to be a good team this year. Their O-line's deteriorating. We're going to talk about them later, of course. But, uh, like, the Bills' defense without White have been outstanding with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier and those cats. And, like, that's the crazy part. They don't even have their best defender yet. It's crazy. Let's, okay. let's not get let's not lock into the bills yet. That's all I can say. I do want to say because he did bring it up. Dane Jackson, right? The same Dane Jackson. Yeah. Hope he's doing all right. Uh, yeah, that was a scary hospital. hit. Yeah, to, to see that. Um, it looks like it's gonna be fine, but prayers out to him because that was scary. Just yeah. wanted to put that there since I thought of that. It's looking like he's fine. It looks like Micah Hyde's fine too. Also had a neck injury, but we'll, we'll talk about that with the bills. This is yeah. the same. Yeah, Bucks. yeah. Uh, Saints Bucks. Very boring game. Probably the most boring game of the week. Uh, yeah, it is. Well, probably- and the beginning the was game, very boring. The game, the game was boring. <laughs> <laughs> I think you went to one a little more boring. But you're, listen, uh, the the Saints are going to be fine. They're going to be the second team in that division. It's very obvious. Um, but it, it 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 proved all our points. Buccaneers are still number one team in the NFC, probably. I, I have them over the Rams. To be completely honest. Oh, um, the Rams. You know, what? I, there might be another team that could be in the conversation. We'll get to later. Um, but you. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts on this game, Dan? Uh, I mean, 
one I, I mentioned it a little bit back a, a little a little bit ago Chris Olave I think he's you know showing Stuck. up and he he's gonna show everyone that you know Michael Thomas is there but you know they have a great second receiver now I mean they have he, Jarvis he, Landry too bro they're yeah deep. and they have Jarvis Landry but I think he's he's gonna show that he's the better version and he's better than Jarvis Landry this year and I, I I give it three more weeks if that and then we're gonna see a consistency out of Olave that we're gonna like for sure I agree with so, you but I, Zach could I say something yeah it's kind of looking nice. My comparison coming out of the draft, Danny, for Chris Olave was Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, okay. And it, it, it's okay. kind of coming on. I'm not going to lie. I watched both games' highlights. Yeah. They, look like, they look like each other, bro. I'm yeah. telling you. Chris Olave might be somebody to watch. So this isn't actual yards, but does anybody have any idea how many air yards Olave had last week? Air yards? Air yards? Air yards, yeah. Define that for me. Can I buy a vowel? So, so air yards basically the amount of uh, yards the balls in the air till it gets to the receiver, right? So when he's targeted, yep. So the amount of yards the ball travels when he's targeted. so like so like Tyree Kill's air yards for example were insane. So what you're saying, like that's a they probably were. They have, for Jameis Winston's just chucks that bitch. So no, probably, he does. Probably something out of this world. Yeah, he's, he's really good at chucking it over his receiver's head to the other team. But he had 365 air yards. So, I mean, hypothetically, just think, I, I know Lobby had a lot of targets, but if he was somehow able to catch all those targets, including any yards to catch, he could have had. Like, that's the type, like, obviously, air yards isn't actual yards, but he's having opportunities to be able to, you know, get a lot of yardage and a lot of targets in this offense. You know, he's going to be an absolute stud, just like all these other receivers. Like, they're already showing up early. Sorry, showing up early, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, top 12 pick. That's what you want to do. You want to feed oh, them. Yeah. You want to find yeah. out what you have quick. And they're, I think they're they're more than happy with what they're receiving right now. For sure. For sure. Next up, we had the Giants. 2-0 and o Giants. They beat the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. You yep. know, it's Matt Rule's final season. We all know this. Yeah. But Brian DeBall is having himself a nice start in New York. Let me get it on this game, man. Like, I know Giants are winning right now. But they, damn, if they aren't the fucking most boring team to watch, bro. Yeah. Like, they're the, the kicking field goals left and right, bro. Like, it's field goals. Like, and don't get me wrong. I know the Titans, but it looks like the Titans are very bad. Uh, they beat the they beat the Panthers this week, who are also probably bottom bottom seven team. Uh, yeah. I want to see them play somebody, and I, they play the Cowboys this week. I don't know how that's going to work. But uh, as far as that, the Giants – Saquon's back. We already talked about that last week. He still played decent this week. I don't. I don't. I don't hate on what he did. Um, Kenny Galladay packed his shit and left the yeah, locker room yep, before media. <laughs> but besides that, uh, I think they have the right pieces as far as uh, building a team up. Uh, I would not expect the Giants to get more than seven wins this year. I'm being completely honest. Even with the two they have now, uh, I just don't think they're very good. But I do think they do have the right coach. I do think that the Andrew Thomas is playing amazing, and so is amazing, and so is Evan Neal. Uh, he had a great week two game. Um, so they they got the O line pieces they've been looking for. I think they're just a QB, and which is a big part, a QB and a couple DBs away. They have Xavier McKinney and they have a Dory Jackson, which is basically just a name. He's not very great. But I thought Julian Love had a good game also. Julian Love, well, yeah, he's always been there and been a rotational guy. So I mean, good for him. But like, they need some big names in the DB group. And they need a big name at quarterback, and I think they could be deadly. Like they have some pieces, they have some, they have some shining pieces, and they're just missing a few of the main ones. And I think they could actually be a contender for the playoffs. And please play Kadarius Tony a bit more. 
Yeah, Kadarius Tony needs some more action too. I mean, my takeaway on the game as well is like the fact that Saquon didn't dominate as much as he did week one and they still came out with the win was pretty surprising to me. Like, Carolina is a bad team, though, in my opinion. And even though they play the Cowboys next week, it's like you're playing against Cooper Rush, you know? So even after if the Giants win that game, let's say, I still don't know where I can rank them, you know? It, it's like a weird bar with the Giants right now. I don't know if it's because the teams they're playing that they're winning or are they actually, like, a decent team that can compete and, you know, they're not beating the Eagles. Eagles, I believe, are winning that division. But besides that, can they compete for the second seed in that division, you know, maybe make the wild card? Like, it's it's, it's weird toss-up right now because they could start out 3-0, and 100% with Cooper Rush at quarterback next week so that's with, with the giants this week though beating the panthers was a great thing i think you know if they continue to ride saquon barkley's back they'll win a lot more games so as long as saquon is able to you know go whole 17 games that is because we know his injury history hasn't been no yeah he's just that's that's he, he looks good though he looks good healthy. he looks he looks, he looks like he's making all the right cuts he looks yeah. smooth saying you know hopefully it is. i think buying the ball is definitely one at least top two head coach hired this year through two games. We will probably get to the other great head coaching hire soon. But Giants look good, you know, and we'll see how how far they go so far this year. I I think I mean I haven't looked at their schedule. I heard it's pretty pretty cake, but I would based off how I'm they good. based off how, don't interrupt me. <laughs> based on based on like just how they have been playing, I can't see more than seven wins, honestly. I know the Eagles schedule is pretty easy, and that means that the other NFC East teams are going to have somewhat similar schedules. Yeah, I agree, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. They're, I don't think they're they're definitely not going to win that division. I don't care what Giants fans are saying. I know they're going crazy right now, two and zero. They're one of the, the five undefeated teams. Calm down, okay? <laughs> Calm down. Right, can we talk about how Danny right now is on fantasy? Yeah, I am too. I'm not going to lie. The kid I'm playing against, I don't have a defense yet, and he has three defenses on his roster. You want to see some bullshit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that so, crazy? I'm, I'm a little locked in right now too because fantasy and everything now, and I'm I'm still locked in with these games though. Isn't that fucking wild? Yeah. I have all right, two all right. What's the next game? Right. Next up, we got – I mean, this was a boring game. We had New England versus Pittsburgh. New England won this one. The defensive battle. Um, I, I feel like I pretty much – already uh reviewed this game last week i think i pretty much called this game last we week both did and and i i switched my pick to the patriots the morning of oh, oh it's just not just not no i woke up i woke up I, I, <laughs> i'm not even kidding zach and i'm not i swear to god this is not bullshit i woke up sunday morning and i don't know why the, the dolphins are playing the ravens that's supposed to be a fun game i'm a dolphins fan i woke up and i'm like belichick's gonna kick tomlin's ass out of nowhere in my head and I fucking switched my pick, and I was right. Like, I think maybe you had something to say about it that changed my mind, but it was it was like four days before that, so I don't know why it would pop up in my head now. Mm. But randomly that morning I woke up, and I felt like the Patriots were going to win that shit. That was the first time I heard about it, and the Patriots won, you know. But, yeah. but I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. No, you could ask Danny. He's in my pick'em leagues. No, you're, yeah, you're he, in the thing, too. I picked the Patriots yeah. in, the, uh, in, in the picks for us. Yeah, I chose Pittsburgh in that game, too, and I was surprised that they ended up losing. I – I don't know. It just came down to coaching pretty much. A team like the Patriots, as much as they win these certain games, like these close games, that just comes down to experience with Belichick, you know? 100%. It, the one thing with the Patriots is if you're going to beat them, make sure you're pretty much blowing them out. Because if you're not and it's a nail-biter, more times than not, Belichick's going to come up with a scheme to, you know, come up clutch. Like, if you give him the ball the last two minutes of the game and he needs one drive to score, he's probably going to get at least three. He's going to score. Yes. You know, so. Well, can I, can I say the main factor I've noticed in the, about the Steelers? 
Mm-hmm. If they play a high-powered team, they have a better chance at winning. And I don't know why. They beat the Bills last year week one. Who they beat week one this year? The Bengals, who Bengals, are supposed yeah. to be crazy high-powered coming off a Super Bowl run. Yep. They're good against high-powered teams because they can get the pass rush there quick. When you're playing Mac Jones and the Patriots, who do dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dunk, and, and don't take any time, they take 1.2 seconds to throw a five-yard pass, they do terrible against them. They do terrible against slow teams, but they do great against amazing teams because amazing teams want to get deep, and mm-hmm. they don't have time to get deep against High Smith, Watt, and Casey or Cameron Hayward. Like, they don't have time for it. So I've noticed that once once they're playing the more explosive teams, they, they, they're they a little closer, and they usually win those games, unless it's like the Chiefs or something like that, which are obvious picks. Yeah. But when they're playing those high-powered teams that love pushing the ball downfield, they usually do great against them. When they play those slow inter, slow intermediate teams that just want to get the first down every, every play and their goal is the first down, not the end zone, they lose to them every time. They're not a patient football team. And the offense is shit. We don't have to talk about that. The Steelers' offense is terrible. We knew that was going to happen. Top, bottom four O line. Uh, Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Uh, decent weapons as receivers, but it, it, you can't really get it to them. Uh, so I think the reason why they lost is because they're not patient. They're not a patient football team. Yep. They don't. They don't. They don't play good against those intermediate teams that just want the first down. That's their goal every play. Yeah, they do better against more gunslinger type guys. They got an aggressive defense. They got Mika Fitzpatrick back there. It's Paul Hawk. Mm-hmm. You know. And, I mean, the, uh, one thing with Trubisky is I feel like, you know, the Steelers receivers, they got some good receivers. Deontay obviously can create separation. But Chase Claypool, George Pickens, they're not really creating separation. They're more, you know, they're going to – Yeah, exactly. They're more those type of receivers. Trubisky's a guy that's, you know, he's probably going to see a receiver open. He's not going to really try the one-on-one shots like that. So that could be a thing. Honestly, got Najee. Najee's not the best running back, but, you know, you're going to give him his touches. Mm-hmm. So they got the weapons there. But, you know, they're going to be more of a game manager type thing. And I will say, you guys kind of said the thing about Bill Chip experience. Yes, obviously, yes, experience. But the team that has probably the coach with the most experience after Bill Chip might be the Steelers. So I don't know if I necessarily say an experience coach would be a reason for the loss. But at the end of the day, Bill Chip is the greatest head coach in NFL history. It's weird. You said you guys there like I said that. No, yeah, I said I, that. I, I know <laughs> why. No, nah, but like, dude, it, it's completely true. They play those slow intermediate teams that their goal is to get the first down. They suck. Yep. You want the guys that want to force it and get to the end zone? They're, they're amazing against them for some reason. So never count the Steelers out when they're playing amazing teams, when they're playing those smart teams. And there's no smarter team than Belichick's Patriots, let's be honest. They're going to lose those games. You got anything else, Danny? Uh, no, I mean, like I said, it was just, I, I think the Steelers folded as well and they, their offense needs a rebuild as far as, you know, building the O-line. They obviously have to find out who their quarterback is. Kenny Pickett, I guess you should start trying out. I don't know why Mitchell Trubisky was the starter, you know, so that's my take on them. I think they definitely need to throw Pickett in the fire, see what he's going to do. And even if they lose, you're expecting to lose as is, you know, so at least get them some experience. Here's the thing though. They're not expecting to lose as is. Tomlin thinks this is a Super Bowl roster. That's just how he thinks every year. Uh, and yeah. He's not going to tank for no reason. They don't want Kenny Pickett playing this year. He said that. And I think Mason Rudolph is his backup for, for Trubisky. Like, I, I think they're trying to win now, and they want Pickett to sit. So, as far as Pickett playing, I don't think it will. Do, should it? Fuck yeah. From, like, a third-person view, from another team's fan fan base view, fuck yeah. Start Kenny Pickett. You got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. But that's not Tomlin's headset. Uh, he, uh, headset. Uh, that, that's not what he's thinking. <laughs> that's not what he's thinking. He's trying to win every game. So, uh, as far as Pickett, I don't think it will happen. But it – as from from a, as a Dolphins fan, as a Colts fan, you're probably thinking, why not? You know what I mean? But Tomlin's trying to win. They believe they could win, so it's probably not going to happen. 
Yep. All right. Uh, next game. I really don't have much of anything to say about this. Uh, Colts at Jacksonville, twenty-four <laughs> zero shutout. Um, anybody not named Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, or Grover Stewart, gotta step it up. Um, and I got nothing else to say about it. Well, no, talk about it because you were at the game and you see more. Yeah. Like I want to hear what you, what your actual thoughts what were. The on the field experience? What's your thoughts about uh, the Jaguars and the Colts? Honestly, I'm not trying to fuck with you. All right. Uh, well, Colts O line is a disaster right now. Matt uh, Ryer's terrible. That anybody not named Quinn Nelson is terrible, yeah. if I'm being completely honest. Like, they're, they're not blocking at all. Like, you, you see plays where Matt Ryan takes a snap. He doesn't have a second to wait for a receiver to get open. Now, to be fair, Pittman and Pierce were out, top two receivers on the team. But the thing is, you want you, you're asking to bring receivers in. You're hearing, oh, Paris Campbell's having a good camp. Oh, Pierce is having a good camp. You also know we have Pittman. Campbell ain't show nothing this game after having such a great camp. You know, you got to get receivers in so you're not in this situation because Ashton Doolin was the number one receiver. Mike Strong had a nice catch. Patman had a drop. You know, no receivers. You have Mike Cox who can't get two feet in the back of the end zone. So you have no receivers at all. O-line ain't helping at all. Given Jonathan Taylor nine carries in this game, you know, and then the defense, I mean, it's just they're just letting you take every single dink and dunk. You know, you're not like the pass rush can't get there. And corners are playing so far back. Linebackers don't know what to do in the coverage. I mean, yeah, it's a big coaching thing right now. And also, the players aren't producing, especially the big money players. Brain Smith's playing awful. Ryan Kelly isn't playing well. DeForest Buckner has been non existent, you know, like so on and so forth. So, I have two questions about this game. Um, my points are uh, Are the Jaguars going to win this division? Mm. Like they might honestly, because the Titans look great. Don't get me wrong; they played some decent teams. Uh, they played a decent team, but they look great as shit. They look shit. They look yeah. bad. They look like they look bad. I don't know. I can't even say how bad. They just look like they just want a draft pick, and it's that it makes no sense. But they look bad. And my second thing is Jonathan Taylor. I, I don't care if you're losing early. Nine attempts is not enough. Nope. For Jonathan Taylor. You gave up on the run early, which is just a bad idea, knowing you have Paris Campbell at wide receiver one. A bad idea. You don't have the best running back in football, a decent O-line. They stopped running. Did he get injured or am I missing something? He didn't get injured, but I also want to say Naeem Hines is also not on my shit list. He also only had 15 snaps for some reason when he should have, you know, played more, especially without the receivers. So, so yeah. It, well, I, I hold up. Sorry, Danny. No, what, I think what happened with Wright this game is he got uh, he got uh, misplaced. Like he he they gave him they ran nine balls with Jonathan fucking Taylor. That that was what like sixty percent of their seventy percent of their offense last year. Yep. Like what are you doing? That's stupid. You go down what fourteen early and you just stop running. You know you have no receivers. You know Matt Ryan's not going to create a play for you. He's there to get the ball to the open guys, and they don't have any open guys. You guys gave up, and that's why you guys got your ass kicked. Point yeah. blank, period. I, I think a lot of that to do is, you know, you know you have receivers. Why are you, why wouldn't you just go yeah. ahead, you know, press on the outside? I mean, Paris Campbell, Ashton Doolin, are you really worried about them being pressed, you know? Nope. So you're going to put 10 in the box. You should still give Jonathan Taylor his best running back in the league. But, I mean, that's what the game plan was. And I, I also want to give Jacksonville their credit, you know, they're, the edge rushing tremendous. duo. I mean, they had five sacks in the game. I mean – Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen is a monster, and Trevor yeah. Lawrence has looked pretty decent. Obviously, he's going to—he's a—he's going to be a gunslinger. 
right? He's going to be a gunslinger. So he's going to make a couple mistakes here and there, like he did last week against Washington. But I mean, this game, you know, the Colts defense, like I said, they're going to give you the short stuff. And he's patient, kind of like what you, you mentioned earlier, man, with um, who was it? You're saying with uh, the Steelers that they kind of get beat in defense. Yep. You know, Trevor Lawrence was being patient. You know, he was taking the short stuff. He did have two plays that he could have gotten picked, one by Gilmore, one by Julian Blackman in the game. But, you know, besides those two throws, I think he completed like like 80% of his throws just by thinking and dunking the entire time. Nothing too crazy going past 10 yards, but just taking what defense gave him. Yeah. Well, one, one more thing before Danny gets into it, a quick thing. I'm about three games away from having to make an apology TikTok for Christian Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> like, I called him overpaid, and don't get me wrong, you don't pay a guy $18 million and fuck up the whole receiver market for Christian Kirk. Still, you don't do it. But He's been he looks like the number one guy there. He's looking yeah. good. What were you going to say about the game, Danny? Uh, so my thing is this: I'm glad that you mentioned the the minimal amount of attempts that Jonathan Taylor had. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous that the best running back in football is getting that many attempts. And like going back to Zach's point, that's a coaching problem. I don't think this coaching staff understands like what their game plan needs to be and what they want it to be. Right? You get a guy like Matt Ryan to come in as for the Colts, and now they're expecting to you know fling the ball out and try to compete with teams like the the chiefs were throwing consistently no stick to your game plan which is yep. jonathan taylor is getting that ball i don't care how bad your line's been playing the more times the more attempts you give jonathan taylor in that o-line to run block the better they're going to get and the more synergies are gonna, synergy they're going to have like last year last year they were perfectly fine all of a sudden you're telling me one off season is going to change the script for everything right now it is you know why because they're still trying to figure out what new thing they want to do why, why are you trying to change stuff stick to jonathan taylor naeem hines naeem hines is a great rb2 it's like the Browns system. Obviously, they have Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, but the Browns understand their identity as an offense. And they, they should be 2-0. and And they should be 2-0, and exactly. And, and, and yes, you pick up a guy like Cooper, that, that's like the pitman of the offense for the Colts, for example. I think you need to start doing what the Browns are doing, and that's simply feeding Chubb and bringing Hunt in as well. You, you lean on Jonathan Taylor for that offense right now. You don't worry about feeding Pittman. Pittman's going to get his open routes. Matt Ryan's going to throw a couple times, but you need to have, at least have 20 attempts with Jonathan Taylor for sure. Not, not only, and not only nine attempts, bro. The man had one target. The man yeah, got the ball, the ball 10 times in that whole game. And, and, and let me say this, though. That Colts defense is different without Shaq Leonard. Let me tell you that right now. He is, is that. You could, you, you could tell it's just different. Yep. Like, he, you could tell he just puts everybody in place. He's hard to sold that defense. And then also the thing is, like, Liam Hines had 15 snaps. I feel like half of those were in the first drive. The Colts offense was actually moving the ball. Moving the ball. Then there was why. a third. In, were they yeah. running to John Taylor? No. John Taylor only had five carries for four yards in the first half. He wasn't being affected in the first half. But Dane Hines had like three or four catches in that first drive, and then he barely saw the field afterwards. You know, put him in the slot. You know, he's probably your best receiving option in the game. <laughs> to be honest, you know? I mean, so I don't know. They got to fix it because, personally, as a Colts fan, I'm tired of always not being able to come out strong week one, no matter who you're playing against. And then, like Jacksonville, in their last out of their last eleven wins, six of them have been against Colts. Jesus think, think about that for a second. All those wins have been at home for Jacksonville. Maybe one of those games is on the road. But that's 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 a coaching problem at the end of the day. Like Jacksonville, like that's unacceptable at the end of the day. It's complete bullshit. It's complete bullshit. But I think we gave that topic way too much time. Yeah, we did. And, and well, one more thing real quick. With my, yeah. my Trevor Lawrence prediction is coming true as well. Remember that. Continue, though. We can talk about a more entertaining game that I'm sure you guys want to talk about. 
Uh, the Dolphins, huge comeback win against Baltimore. Hell you yeah. Tua proven to be the best quarterback in Ireland. Let's not that far. But Tua had a really good game. You know, Terry Kill and Jalen Waddle were crazy. And also, Lamar had a great game himself. So, let's so, that. Right, I'm going to try to make it quick. I'm, I'm going to start off with this. That's all I got to say. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's slime time uh, to a player of the week, uh, baby. But let me MVP. It's like Trubisky. He, he is in that conversation right now. That's not bullshit. He is. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm I said not MVP. And- oh, yeah, Nickelodeon. Fucking funny. But listen, I, I think we were getting our shit tossed the first game. Um, but I'm not out of this game, I'm not saying Tua is going to be a beast. I'm not hopping on the Tua. I love Tua. I believe in him to be a franchise guy. I'm not doing it. I need to see a few more games. But what, what I will take away from this game is McDaniel. Mm-hmm. McDaniel's genius. a fucking genius. I don't genius. care what anybody says. The guy gets people open. And another thing is Tyreek is unfucking guardable. Yep. They knew what was happening. You're down 21. What's going to happen? Maybe a bomb. Maybe. Maybe a quick score. Maybe. And he, you couldn't guard him. There was no one within 20 yards of the guy. The Dolphins' defense did not show up that game. They were planning. They were, they were planning on coming in there, doing that cover zero bullshit blitz. And having Lamar get flustered and throw the ball away or make mistakes. You can't do that with a guy with Harbaugh. You can't do that with Harbaugh. You can't do that with the Baltimore offense. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take that loss, which was embarrassing last year, and adjust to that, which they did. Every one of their touchdowns was either a kick return or a 75 yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. It took them one play because we were fucking blitzing them. The defense was terrible. And we we adjusted that in the fourth quarter and we started making those clutch stops. But uh the thing I would take out of this is Lamar's probably my favorite MVP candidate. He looks like the real fucking deal. They didn't lose the game because of Lamar. They lost the game because they kind of sold at the end. They lost the game because of the DBs, let's be honest. And that's that's the one room you wouldn't really think they would sell. Marcus Williams looks like the number one top three safety in the league right now. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters' first game back. You wouldn't expect this from him, but they were terrible. And it looks like Kyle Hamilton might be a box fucking linebacker, Zach. Like I yeah. said, like they look bad in the DB and they have Chuck Clark like they're deep and I don't know what happened. The entire defense looked pretty bad. Even the pass rush like yeah. it, it, it I I expected uh, big things I, for the defense. I credit the pass rush more to the more to the McDaniel adjustments and the O-line play. Like the O-line played amazing. They they would pick up blitzes this game. It was more quick intermediate shit it, to get the ball out of Tua's hands, but it was it was it was accounted for. It, they it were was, blocking like seven a lot or six a lot the Dolphins, which is smart. Because the yeah. O line isn't necessarily the best, but you know, when you're blocking six or seven against four or three, you know. Yeah. Well, no, they were bl- they were blitzing linebackers a lot. They were getting those seat the a gaps a lot. I know I saw a lot of three man rushes throughout the game. Yeah, dur- t- towards the end because they were playing. Oh, because they're playing the defense. Oh, thinking, they're thinking, let's stop Tyreek and Waddle. They can't score. They can't score soon. They won't win the game. Still did it. I don't know how, but we did. Uh, credit that to McDaniel and the, the fucking 99-speed receivers we have on our team. Mm-hmm. But let's just be honest. Seeing, need- seeing the Dolphins in the, the top five power rankings makes me makes me very, very happy. I've never thought of that in my life, but it, I get to see it, and I'm very happy. I'm not getting too overhyped. We got the fucking Bills this week. But it, it, the Dolphins won a game they should not have, point blank period, but we did. And I credit that to McDaniel, and I credit that to the adjustments throughout the whole game. I need to see the all twenty-two of that secondary kill touchdown because when you're just watching them, when they're trying when they're moving the camera, it literally looks like the man teleports. Like yeah. I need to see yeah. the all twenty-two of that. 
Well, I, I, I saw that. I watched it frame by frame. So what happened was Tyreek was running a bomb. And so it was like third and I think it was like third and six, third and seven. And Something I, like that. that. That rookie Alabama corner was biting on the outside, thinking he was just going to run an out, try to get the first. So Tyreek just did a little one step to the left and cut up field, and the guy completely fucking froze. And there was no safety help. I, yeah, I don't know how you have no safety help on fucking Tyreek Hill. But they I saw didn't. Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams, or I think it was, arguing each other. So I think yeah, one of them messed up the coverage. Don't know who. Kyle Hamilton. Was it? Yep. You know for sure, or you're just guessing? No, it was Kyle Hamilton. I saw some stat after the game, like Kyle Hamilton only gave up like 30, 30 passing yards in his zones, which is complete bullshit. The, the, the first one, actually, maybe I was wrong. I think the first one where it was over Marcus Peters, I think that one was Kyle Hamilton. I think the second one was Marcus Williams. That was a free safety spot. But it was definitely some confusion. And Hamilton, like, I don't care what the stats say. He looked bad. Like, he was just not in his in his zone. You could just tell he was out of his game. Right, what you got on the standing? Anything else? All right. Uh, what I'll say is this. I want everyone to know right now. I am a huge fan, like Van, of the Miami Dolphins. But there's one thing that everyone that knows about me knows that I am a very, like, strict fan, right? I don't ever jump to conclusions or ever go over the hype because I'm tough on my teams, right? So let me say this. For the first time in my Dolphins, like, franchise of being a fan, I'm confident in saying that my quarterback might be good enough to be able to get us a playoff win, Right to get us to a playoff win for the first time in God knows how long in, right? in our lives, in our in our entire <laughs> lives, it might be the only time we have a chance. And I'll be the first to admit that I was never like a Tua believer. I'm still not saying we're winning at all, right? So let me just clarify that. My point is this: we're not. We're, we have a chance now. We we have a chance to make the playoffs and at least prove to people that we can compete with teams like the Bills. Of course, we go from Bill Belichick to fucking the Buffalo Bills now. All of a sudden, that's our luck, you know, in our division. But we're still fighting, competing as good as the team, the Bills are our offense is as dominant if not more with Tyreek Hill and Waddle bro and with with the weeks going on and on all I see is improvements improvements and more open plays for like Hill and Waddle it's just disgusting first half I was shitting myself I'm like bro it's over every time we play bad against Baltimore because we always do and all of a sudden we just flipped the switch and we showed every team in the NFL that no matter how down we are we're gonna fight we're gonna be dogs like no matter what you're gonna have to make sure you close us out don't take us lightly so uh, what I want to take out of Danny's comment is I won't say we're better, better, more explosive than the Bills yet. No. I won't say it yet. We're getting but there. The, the reason why I'm saying that is because if, if the Dolphins would have played that fourth quarter through all four quarters, 100% would agree with you on that shit. Three quarters, we were kind of dull, bro. We were yeah. just taking what was there, and then we started unleashing the beast, which the Ravens fell asleep on. You're, down, you're up 21. What do you think is going to happen? It, they just completely fucked the game for themselves. But – if, if we could play all four quarters like that fourth quarter, I would agree with you on that. But as of right now, Bills are probably best at fucking every stat, everything. Best offense, best defense, and it's fucking scary. But I, I, let me tell you this right now. If the fucking Dolphins go and beat the Bills this weekend, you're not going to oh. fucking hear the end of it. You're not going to hear the end of it from not just me, from all these fucking Dolphins fans on Twitter. I'm, I'm sure you guys know about them. They're fucking – they're ruthless. You won't hear the end of it if we beat the fucking Buffalo Bills. You won't. I will say this, though. Baltimore definitely got chances to do more than they did. You know, they had the goal line stand. Dolphins had the goal line stand. Uh, was it in the first quarter, second quarter? That was their second drive of the game. Second drive. You know, I mean, just have to think, you know, they, it was a fourth and goal. If Lamar punches in right there, the comeback doesn't happen. You know, they, and they had another chance, I think, in either the second quarter or third quarter. I, I don't remember the exact play that they got. I remember they had another chance to – it wasn't at the goal that, line. That was, when we, that was when we scored 21. 
uh, and Lamar had a four, fourth and one for some fucking reason. They have Patrick Ricard and uh, Lamar Jackson, but what they do is a shotgun quarterback run, which blew my fucking mind, but that's what they did. And we do really well with stands, to be honest. Like, as far as a normal run game, we're not the best uh, towards the outside and shit, but once you run right, in our, right into our gaps, we have those big guys that get the run stops. So I don't understand why these teams are going for that in fourth and one in these big situations. It doesn't really work for them ever, but they did it, and I, thank you, John Harbaugh. I mean, if it wasn't for the – the, the fucking play calling on the defensive side and, and the, the boneheaded plays. Like, that that Isaiah likely catch that he dropped, that would have won them the game. The penalty yeah, that, I think that was the other play I was thinking of. The, the penalty they they called on us got taken back. So if they would have caught that, it would have been 30 yards and they would have ran the clock. Like, they just completely made some boneheaded moves, and that's why they lost. They deserve that L for how they played in that fourth quarter. But as far as those first three quarters, they deserve to kick our fucking ass. All right, uh, a lot of talk there. Let's move on to Rams-Falcons. You know, Atlanta saw a score that they know way too well of. They were down 23 in this game, but they nearly pulled off the comeback against the defending champs. They were down 23, but, I mean, I'll say this. I wasn't watching the game. I was listening to it live. I was driving home, and, I mean, I'm just listening to it. I'm like, this this game seems crazy, but, you know, there's a guy – that plays corner, we're number five on the Rams. And he kind of called game. He got the uh, game-winning interception. But I got to say, Drake London is a stud. He's an yep. absolute stud. And also the Falcons, you need to use Kyle Pitts more. You need just point blank. Oh my God, but yeah. I will say, I did kind of call Kyle Pitts not being used as much. I was not very high on him, at least fantasy terms. You can count to that. But... I mean, you got to get him the ball. He, he was a special talent coming out. But Drake Lennon looks like a stud. And the Falcons have just been surprising. They've been a lot better than I think we all probably could have expected. Um, I, I, to, to say they've been a lot better than we expected, I, I don't necessarily agree. I thought they were going to be that team that would stay in games, not win a bunch, which they did. I, yeah. I, I, I just – the Rams game, they weren't really in. They got some bullshit going their way. Let's be honest. They're getting blown the fuck out. They got an. I'm pretty sure they got a uh, blocked punt. They got a, um, a a a bad Cooper Cup fumble. Like it, they got very lucky to make that game look way closer to the third person's eye. But uh, as far as the Rams, it, it, I know the NFC is weak, but the Rams just don't look great to me. Like I'm not watching them. Like oh, this team's elite. Like they look a little sluggish. I, I guess that's the word. Uh, Aaron Donald's not getting the pressure he usually does. He's doing his thing, I guess, but he's not Aaron Donald of last year. Uh, Stafford looks like he's taking a step down. It just looks like a more sluggish team. Uh, and the Falcons are kind of exactly what I expected. I, I didn't like. I, I expect them to be better than what people thought, like in, in in sense of keeping games close. But as far as at, at the end of the day, they're zero and two. It doesn't matter. You're zero and two. That's what the Falcons are. Uh, but yeah, as, as far as Drake London. Mike Evans 2.0, but he just might might not blindside people for fun. <laughs> Let's wait, wait and see. <laughs> Let's see him play the Saints. We'll see. Oh, here he here he played Saints. So I mean, oh yeah, no fight, no fights. So he's yeah. already off to a better start. Uh, I'll just say real quick on a quick take on it. It's like um. I, I don't know. Like, the situation with the Rams, like, it's the one thing I've been wrong about right now. You know, the, the two people I've been right about is Ramsey and Cup being hungry 
more than ever, especially Cup. He's been dogging it. But it seems like the Rams just, like, they're not motivated anymore, if you would. Like, it doesn't seem like they're hungry for that win because they've just won. Like, Matthew Stafford seems like a guy that's just nonchalant now. Like, he's okay with the results of whatever happens. Last year, they were just hungry all the time. You've seen the fire. Stafford had something to prove that, hey, I can be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. It was my franchise that was the problem. And now it just seems like – when you lose a guy like Von Miller, too, that's changing the effect of Aaron Donald, like you mentioned. Like, Aaron Donald, like, he's obviously the best defender in the league. But when you take tension like Von Miller off of that defense, now it enables the offense of line that they play against to go, okay, we can simply target Aaron, Aaron Donald and, you know, almost neutralize him, and we can su- surpass their, you know, D-line. So, I like that thought, actually. Like, what? Maybe they took their foot off the gas pedal because they have that ring now. Yeah, exactly. And I think Cup and Ramsey are the only two right now that have shown, like, no, I'm still hungry. I don't know about that. Ramsey's been getting fucking cooked left and right. I, I, have, I didn't watch the full Falcons game, but Drake London did very good, and he's the number one receiver. I don't know what he did against Ramsey, but. He didn't have a great game week one, obviously. But week two, he was better. He was better? Okay, so I don't know. So I'm guessing he wasn't guarding Drake London the whole game. But he, he hadn't had the best start. Uh, why is Jalen Ramsey going to the fucking media and say I love when you count me out? Like he didn't just <laughs> off the fucking Falcon. I, like, know, I remember him saying something like, um, "If you guys thought that was my worst game ever, uh, I'm flattered because I did not play bad." Yeah, he's yeah, he's losing it a little bit, <laughs> but I, I would say I would say uh, I, I don't know who's counting him out going into the season. I think everybody had him as CB one. What is he talking about? They, like you picked off the Falcons, but don't me wrong, that pick was fucking beautiful. Yeah, but but it's the Falcons. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he got cooked last week and then had one pick against the Falcons. Don't count me. I mean, I, I players talk. That's what it is. Like I tell you, got to feel about yourself. I get it, but like it's kind of like a bad scenario for him. Yeah, the one last thing I'll say about that is I think Cowboys fans might have a different opinion on the best corner. Just saying. He looks good, bro. Um, Let's get right into that game. Next up, we have uh, Seattle, San Francisco. Uh, obviously, Trey Lance went down with a season-ending injury, uh, which sucks. I was excited to see Trey Lance this year. He really hasn't had the opportunity to show himself. He played a game in a hurricane. He started two games last year, and then he's injured this game. He's played a total of three full games in the past three years. It's it's sad, but, you know, I mean, hopefully three he comes years. back. Yeah. So, oh, he's had his, his senior year? He's had a senior year. He had the redshirt year. Uh, I guess redshirt year, I'll call him rookie season. And then uh, this year, obviously. So, I mean, it's tough, uh, but it's weird when you put it back on QB and people probably feel better about your Super Bowl chances for that year, you know? Which yeah. is fair because. Who does? I'm sorry, that's terrible. You, you don't think they have a better Super Bowl no, chance? No, definitely not. I think they do for the simple fact that Trey Lance, it, it was always going to be a developing year. I still thought, think they're a playoff team either way. But it was always going to be a developing year for Trey Lance. So now that you have someone who has brought the team to Super Bowl before, you know, Trey Lance hasn't been in a playoff game before. The team that's brought the Super Bowl, not saying that they're going to make the Super Bowl, but it gives them that veteran experience. And I mean, they were, what, a drop pick away from making it last year, you know? Mm-hmm. So they, will, they won't make the playoffs this year. You, you're saying the same yeah. thing as will not make the playoffs this year. I said that at the beginning of the year with Trey Lance, and I'm saying it right now with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is nothing. Mm. I mean, I, my take on it, let, let me take that into perspective. J- Jimmy Garoppolo has shown, you know, he could lead a team to the Super Bowl. So that's why I still have them making yeah. the playoffs. He didn't, though. I really don't like that comment. 
He didn't Why? lead the team to the Super Bowl. Well, he's he the quarterback on the team. I get, I get that. I get that he's the he quarterback on the team. But let's be honest, that defense carried them to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, but he he, he was a quarterback that did his job, but understood what his role was. For sure. No, he was he was he was a he was a a role player. But let, let's yeah. be honest, he was a game manager. That's all he was, and that's yeah, what he but, was last year in the playoffs. Just get the ball to Debo. It didn't matter. But my my take on Zach, and I think we ha- we're on the same page here, Zach. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's that Jimmy Garoppolo is that guy that will take that step back to be the role player, to not go out of out of their way. And the 49ers defense themselves can you know do what they did that year is it's simply mm-hmm. go okay, Jimmy, don't make too many mistakes and slowly manipulate the game in our control as far as ball times considered, and let our defense manipulate their offense. And that that's what I think the 49ers can do this year with Jimmy Garoppolo again. Honestly, I, I completely get what you're saying there, but to the, the to that point is, their defense is not anywhere near as good as it was that Super Bowl run. Nowhere, it's not bad. It's bad. It's okay. I, I know. It's I know. That wise, it looks decent, but like, look at their DBs. I mean, have, to be fair, they have not had a challenge yet. They have not had a challenge. Have, no, yeah, and, they and, have. And, yeah, but yeah. their DBs look terrible. On pa- I guess, uh, of course, that's on paper. They have Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, and Eric Armstead who are game wreckers, but. Besides that, Jimmy Ward's a top 100 player, I guess, but they're not good, like defensive wise. They have their their star, 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 and it reminds me of the Colts defense a little bit, where they have their their stars and then just role players. Just role, yeah. But like as, as far as like that Super Bowl run, they had they had um, the Forrest Buckner. I'm pretty sure they had Sherman, uh, who was still playing at a decently high level. I think they had Young Tart and Ward. Like mm. I, I I don't necessarily think they're going to be. Uh, actually, not at that. I don't think they make the playoffs. I truly don't. Hmm. Time out, real quick. This is kind of uh, off topic for NFL, but uh, I'm Udoka of the Celtics is facing a possible suspension from the NBA. Don't know what it's for <laughs> or how long. It's a significant suspension. Uh, did, did they cheat? Had to have. I, I don't know, but that is definitely going to be interesting to say the least. But um, let me find out they cheated against the, the Heat or something. I mean, oh. it's hard to cheat in basketball, but I'd, I'd love to hear it just to have an excuse, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, um, but you know what? I'm hoping that we can have an NBA related thing sometime later this week so we can talk more about that. I'm more than we, down for that. We'll yeah, for sure. Go for that. But let's get back to football, right? Okay. One point I just wanted to make as well for the 49ers I, I think uh, I watched, I listened to Shannon Sharp say this, and I think he had a great point. Something is wrong with these physical trainers that they're doing with their players because the amount of injuries that the 49ers have occurred over the last five years is ridiculous. And, and like, their running back core can never stay healthy for some reason. Like, I, I take to Shannon's point. That has to be something with, like, the training policy or whatever they're yeah. putting in their food or something. Like, they got to change something there. It's weird. It really is. Oh, um, one more thing about the Niners. Sorry, Zach. The one thing they can do at a very high level is stop the run. They could they could completely take the run out of a game. I'm not a, a completely understanding how they do it, but they do it every every single week. Montgomery averaged like 1.2 a carry in a monsoon, but still, it's you'd think in a monsoon it'd be easier for the runners. You know what I mean? Instead of the passing the ball and stuff, you think it'd be a lot of runs, a lot of yards. But and then this week they completely took Rashad Penny out of the game, which I think is a, a great running back. But yeah. th- that, that's one thing I will not shit on the 49ers for is they're very good at run stopping. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, next up, uh, we have uh, an upset, I'd say, for sure. Uh, Cincinnati's 0-2, uh, and they lost to the Dallas Cowboys without Dak Prescott, the Cooper Rush-led Dallas Cowboys. 
So, uh, so was Zach. Yeah, what's up? Who called it? Tell me. Who called? I think you picked the Cowboys win this game, did you? No, 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 no I didn't. No, he's talking about since being who, who called it? It's two weeks. They'll, they'll be fine. I don't think they will. I think, they will. I think I called it. I think I called it perfectly. I said they weren't going to make the playoffs. You guys looked at me like I was crazy. They look. I didn't. Don't get me wrong. I didn't think they looked this bad, but they look bad. I I, I thought they were one year wonder, and it's looking like I'm crazy right on that. Um, I, that game was very boring as well. To be completely yeah. honest, like it was boring. You're expecting to watch the Bengals from last year and 500 passing yards and Jamar Chase and T Higgins both running bombs, but it just looks different. It look it. it to be to be honest, it might be a thing like how Danny said with the Rams. They got to the Super Bowl and they're thinking they're just gonna blow by these teams. Yep. They go out there and they get their 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 ass kicked, quite honestly. And, and two weeks in a row against teams that they should not be worse than. So it, it, I don't know what their future is. I'm hoping they turn it around because they're a fun team to watch, but they look bad. And and another thing I want to say I was right on. You want to say their own line got upgraded? It was up. Yeah. It got upgraded. Well, I don't know. Leo Collins was probably was. the only upgrade I thought they had to upgrade on. Yeah. Like besides that, Jonah Williams looks terrible. Terrible. Uh, Ted Karras looks terrible. Alex Kappa looks eh, which is exactly what I said. Like they're just a bad old line. They cannot protect Joe, Joe Burrow regardless. And Joe Burrow's uh, feeling that pressure and throwing bad balls. Like it, it, they look like a bad team. If you take their offense out of that team, they're a bad team. And and they completely got their offense taken out the last two games by a, a, a team that does not have a great defense uh, in the Cowboys and a, a team that does have a great defense in the Steelers. But Cowboys aren't great. They let Tom Brady, who's playing very lackluster, drop 19 points, which who knows, that could be credit to the Cowboys defense. But I'm just saying, like, they don't have the flashy players. You get what I'm saying? They have Micah yeah. Parsons, but like they should be scoring way more than that on the Cowboys. I mean, to be fair to their O-line, they did play T.J. Watt week one and Mike Parsons week two, you know. So definitely have gone against some player. guys. I'm t- to the Steelers, they have multiple players. I'm not hating on that. Like I, That's understandable. Yeah. Hayward, Highsmith, Watt, like it's amazing. But Cowboys, you can't start stop one player? You can't Parsons, stop is, one? Is DeMarcus Lawrence playing? He is, but he's not playing great. He seems like more of just a, a, a block eater at this point. Like I'm not t- calling him bad. I'm not. But like Micah Parsons is – Levels ahead of him, and oh, you yeah. take that one player out of the game, like that's a problem. You know, going into that game, Michael Parsons is what he is, and you can't stop him. That's right. I got a team can stop him. No one. If you yeah. put two guys in him, you'll stop him. I mean, my, my my problem with with the Bengals game, it's like Van right now is right, and the reason why I kind of disagree with what you said about it not being a big deal is because the, the Dallas Cowboys didn't have Dak Prescott. What the hell are you doing losing to them? You're playing against Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush better than him, to be completely honest. But but it's Cooper Rush. The the level between Cooper Rush yeah. and Joe Burrow is so big. Burrow's got to step up in that game and do what he did last year almost every game and show like he's a top five quarterback. And I'm just – I the last two weeks I haven't seen that. And I expected to see Joe Burrow, you know, come motivated because, yeah, you didn't make the Super Bowl, but you lost, right? Second place is first to lose. That's like the mindset they should all have right now. But instead, it looks like they're just content with being the guys that said, hey, at least we made it last year for the first time in forever, right? At least we brought some hope for a year. Now let's just, you know, relax and think, hey, bombs away. And 
think that no team's going to adjust. No defensive coordinator is going to spend countless hours on our film and figure out how to stop us. It, it just seems like they're trying to run the same thing. And credit yeah. to you, Van. Like you said, their offensive line is horrendous right now. He, Joe Burrow was supposed to get an upgraded offensive line um, this year, and he's on pace to get sacked more times than he did last year. It, it's it's sick. So. All right. Zach, are you ever going to talk about any games? Or are you just the host? <laughs> I have talked about the games. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. You I talked about it for like two seconds. I want to hear your point on the game. Well, I talked about Cincy. I, I said that, I mean, Michael Parsons is a game wrecker. He's been a game wrecker. He, he you know, he went ahead and he, how many sacks did he have? Did he have two sacks this week again? I'm two. not sure. Two sacks? Did he have two sacks again? He's leading league sacks right now. And, I mean, Joe Burrow, he's got to step it up, you know? I mean, he hasn't looked his best. Uh, I also need to see a little bit more from the receiving core. I think that they have not been as dominant as they should be as well. So, overall, I mean, the defense has been fine. And, I mean, they've kind of made the comebacks when needed to, but they just haven't really finished on the games. You know, they did make a comeback against Pittsburgh, tied up going to overtime. They should have won that game, point blank period. They should have won that game. Uh, but, obviously, the special teams units did not perform. I mean, even last week, I mean, they did tie the game up, got the two-win conversion to tie the game up. And then, I mean, the defense allowed the field goal. Obviously, they got to be better early in the game. But, I mean, you have seen a bit of the fight from them in the second half of these games, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I completely agree with you. I'm sorry. Um, when this, I, I went on Twitter to see what's up with the Emiya Udoka thing. And this mm-hmm. is nice. <laughs> 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 yeah. An Emiya Udoka fan account. I did nothing wrong. But no, no, bro, Bengals look bad. Bengals look bad. Yeah. Well, next we do have Denver, Houston. This was a boring one. I really don't have too much to say on Denver and Houston, but Houston is going to be a competitive team this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in Denver. I mean, the thing I get has not looked good so far, but this is his first year as a head coach. I will give him more two games to try to turn it around. But at the same time, I mean. Denver shoot themselves in the foot so far this season. They should have been Seattle. And they did beat Houston, but should have been by more. I do think Denver is going to get better as the season goes on, just with more experience with the head coach, or at least I would hope. But, I mean, Houston's going to be a competitive team this year. And, I mean, like I said, they just got to fix the coaching issues. That's really the only thing going back Denver right now. My, yeah, my I, thing on – Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I just want to say – my thing on this game is especially, and I think everyone needs to take notice to this, I think the Broncos are showing that they're the worst team in their division. And it sucks to say it, but I'm pretty sure they are. These the first two weeks should have been below outs. Not only did you lose to Seattle when you took their quarterback and paid him millions and he didn't show up, but now you play against a team like the Texans that for some reason people are thinking like they're supposed to be an above average team. I think they may be average, if not below average. They're supposed to blow that team out. They're supposed to come out and blow them out and show everyone that week one was a week one fluke. Instead, it almost looked like they were about to start 0-2 against the two worst teams in the league, which is like, in my opinion, they're the two worst, Seattle and Houston. And and you barely win that game. That's just that's That showed to me that right now they're the worst in the division. That's what I took from this game. Well, to touch on that, my, my thoughts on this game is, um, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett looks bad. Uh, and I also think it didn't help that they didn't play Russell Wilson at all, a single snap in the preseason. It's it's a new system, completely new. Everything's new. new com- completely new O-line, completely new receiver group, completely new head coach, new system, new field. Didn't get acclimated with any of that. It didn't seem like it. Like, you, you can't 
put a guy in practice and expect them just to go out week one and just be Russell Wilson. So not I'm just week one in Seattle when they're yeah. all going at him, you know, like they were we, we talked, him. The thing we talked about that the sound yeah. difference is different. I'm telling you right now, he's never faced that that roar of the twelfth man just screaming at him. Because especially it's, with little extra for it, yeah, you know? oh, hundred percent. But like. I'm not going to blame it all on Russell Wilson yet, but I, I'm blaming it more on Nathaniel Hackett. He looks unprepared. Uh, to Houston's credit, they're, they're exactly what we – it's kind of like a Falcons thing. We thought they were going to be that team that's not going to get a lot of wins, but they're going to compete. They're not going to go over there and just sit down and let you run them over because on paper they're the worst roster in the league. No. They're going to try to compete with you. They're going to try to get a dub. And I think the Broncos have been walking into these games the last two weeks thinking they're just going to get uh, slaughter dubs, and they're yeah. not. Like, they, they look like – bad they look like a, a bottom 10 team and for sure the worst team in that division but I, i'm not going to blame it on russell wilson yet he's not completely there yet he, it's a new system new everything you can't do that i would i would blame more, it's more the coaching to me but nathaniel hack i know it's only two games but I, I just just based off those two games how bad they were i can't see him doing two seasons bro like it, it's bad it's no. that bad like he he looks bad like it looks like the, the red zone play calls are horrendous and then, uh, not only that, how how are you scoring sixteen on the Texans? Yep. How how much did the Colts score on the Texans week one? Uh, Twenty. Still, like that just shows you right there. Like the and Colts are terrible, awesome. and they dropped the Colts are dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I got I already got the Bryce Young Photoshop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're not getting a top three pick. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah. it, let's be honest. They'll win games. They're gonna win. No, they, point. they do that every um, year. They suck early and then they blow up. But anyhow, um, we had Vegas losing in. It, it was overtime, right? It was overtime to Arizona. Uh, and I mean, Vegas has not looked good themselves. If we're being honest, I mean, they are zero two. Uh, and I'm saying that in fact, you guys should call on the Bronx West and AC West. Vegas has not been impressive. No, don't do that. They have not been impressive at all. I mean, these were two games they honestly should have won. This game, they they had a chance to beat the Chargers. Not gonna say they should have beat the Chargers, but I mean, the offense has not been what they should be. Right with their current QB, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, they should be putting up a lot of points, and they just aren't. The defense hasn't been very impressive. Uh, maybe it's Josh Daniels thing. Maybe it's Josh Daniels thing as head coach. But I just not not been impressed with the Raiders so far. Uh, we'll say about this. What I have to say about the Raiders is don't sleep on them. Yeah, I don't care. I, I know they they're zero two. They barely lost to the Chargers. That shows something. Okay, the, the, the Chiefs barely lost the, the the Chiefs barely beat they, they and they shouldn't have beat the, the Chargers. That's a top team in the league. That's a top ten team, top seven team in the league, and they barely lost to them. And then the Cardinals. I, I think what happened with that game is they thought they had it in the bag early, and a lot of things went against them. A lot of thing went. A lot of things went Arizona's way. Uh, do not sleep on the Raiders. Do not. Yeah. Like I, I really, I don't think anything of these last two games. I think the Raiders will still come out, and I think they'll still be a wild card playoff team. Like, do not sleep on the Raiders. I don't. I know these two get their zero and two against two, one decent team and one very good team. But they've been in it. They gave up early on the Cardinals game, thinking they had a dub. That was a mistake. And then the, the other game, they just lost because, let's be honest, the Chargers are the better team. Yeah. And, but, and I, was, I, was, 
I was going to pick up on that too about what Zach's saying. I, I think it's very, you know, it's very deceiving to look at the two records of Broncos and Raiders and go, okay, well, clearly that's why the Raiders are the worst in the division. The two, the two teams that the Raiders have played so far and the two teams that the yep. Broncos have played so far are on different scales of, as far as talent, <laughs> quarterback experience, uh, the, the whole nine. You know, you can go from roster spot to roster spot. The two teams that the Raiders have played against are – 10 times better than the two teams that the Broncos have played against. Not only are they never supposed to win against the Chargers, but the Cardinals are not a team to be slept on. Even though James Conner, for some reason, we'll talk about him later, you know, was just non-existent towards the end of the we'll game. We'll talk about him now. We're talking about the game now. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, we can talk about him now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, sorry, sorry, sorry. We completely but, forgot about the Cardinals, yeah, I completely bro. forgot about the Cardinals. <laughs> but against a guy, against a team that had no James Conner at the time either, the Cardinals are still a team to respect, especially when they get D-Hop back. But when you try to compare the, you know, Broncos. What are we talking about right now? What happened? We're talking about their team right now, though. You said we essentially get the off back, but no. But I'm saying, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying they're they're a team that's you know respected enough that's better than a Texans or better than Seattle, right? So that's why I have to say that the Broncos to me right now have shown that they're the worst in the division. Raiders, on the other hand, like Van's point, don't sleep on them because they're gonna they have the talent. You mentioned Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Those are cats that at any point in any game can take over and you know do great. Hunter Renfro did sell this game though. That's one point I will take from that multiple times like he really sold the game for them in my opinion and it's weird because he's usually the one saving the game for them exactly so it was a little it was a little off key but like i like 100 raiders don't sleep on them yep. they will be back they will be playing good every week Derek carr had a fluke week against the chargers three picks very bad you could credit the chargers defense or you can just credit Derek carr just having a bad game it happens but don't sleep on them. They they could easily become second in the division. They could easily be a wild card team. Do not think don't, don't look at the records, say oh and two and be like, yo, this team's bad. They're not. They're just point blank period that you're wrong if you say that. They're not a bad team. Also, just a person not the biggest fan of Arizona. They like Arizona should not have won this game. Credit nope. to them. Um, and I mean uh Kyler Murray played great, you know, in the second half. He kind of forced a comeback. You, you saw how many yards that guy ran for in that two point conversion. Yeah, in the I game, know. like he, he yeah, ran for like yeah. 80 plus yards. It's kind of insane. But I mean, uh, it was, I, I didn't watch too much of the game. That's the game I was kind of listening on, on the red zone when I was driving. But I mean, overall, the two teams just to me have not been impressive. They'll be like mediocre teams, in my opinion, like about the eight, nine win teams this range. But I'm just not too impressed with either of these teams. Uh, yeah, I could, I, I could I could agree with you on that. For the Cardinals wise, I think there'll be eight nine wins, maybe a wild card fight with the Lions, those types of teams, the Vikings. But uh, no, I, I I know the AFC is very talented, but I, if you're telling me to pick one team that has a better chance of making the playoffs, just based off the team, I'm picking Raiders over Cardinals all day. Well, yeah, they got a lot more talent. All right. Next. Next up, Sunday night football matchup. We had the Packers play Chicago, and I really don't think we have much to say. Green Bay's a better team, and um, Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago. Yep. Aaron Rodgers didn't even play great. That's what I want to touch on. Like he didn't even play great, but they still just blew him out. Chicago's the team. Thank you for all the Chicago fans getting overhyped. We knew what they were. They're not great. They have pieces, but they still need to build. They're in that rebuild phase. They'll get there, but let's just be honest. They're going to be a that bottom five team still. Yeah, is that how we got to this game? No, yeah, I don't have any takes besides, you know, <laughs> the, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. It's the same thing over and over again. The Bears just suck right now. I mean, David Montgomery some, showed some, you know, light in the tunnel for how good of a running back he is. 
But besides that, I, I mean, Herbert had one great run I've seen. But uh, Aaron Rodgers runs the Bears easily. It's just that's the simple take from that. And until they get a, until they get a team around Justin Fields or whatever quarterback they're going to go with, they need to rebuild quick because yep. yeah, I don't, I don't see Aaron Rodgers going anywhere. Minnesota's coming out of nowhere too now. Yep. I, 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 feel like this, I don't I don't feel like there's much upside for the Minnesota right now because as far as Kirk Cousins, you know what you're getting from him. Like, yeah. And we'll talk about that, I'm certain, like two games. But, like, the Bears are, are going to be the fourth in that division. The Lions are making strides. That's what I would have said instead, instead of the, the Vikings. But they better rebuild fast because they're going to lose their chance. Yeah, and I will say well, – one positive I'll say about Chicago because we're kind of shit on them right now. But um, Jalen Johnson's a stud. We, we said this when we previewed them. Jalen Johnson's a stud. So, so. Who? Jalen Johnson. Oh, Corner. yeah, we know this. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I just wanted to reemphasize that BC started off the season on fire so far. Yeah, no, he's uh, a big, Jaquan Briscoe looks pretty solid too. He's been solid, yeah. Yeah. Uh next up, uh, we got Tennessee at Buffalo. Uh question is Derek Henry washed. Um That's why I traded him. I, I think to a point. Uh as far as as far as he's I feel like he's definitely more ginger. Uh, when running, I feel like he's taking those leg hits and he's trying to just go down with them instead of getting injured like last year. Um, but as far as as far as how the team is, you're down. You got to run with Derrick Henry. Yep. That's what you have. They restructured his contract. He won't be there in the next few years. I know he won't be just based on how the contract is. You need to use them. Titans have to know that they're not a great team. They can't really pass the ball. They have Robert Woods, Traylon Burks is, is a bright spot, but they need to run the ball more. Uh, that's why I traded for him. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I think like, QB. Yeah, I, I think you just need to run the ball more. Um, and I think I don't. I don't think the Titans will be. I mean, it's very obvious the Titans probably won't win that division. Like, yes. far, yeah, but it, it's just it's it's so weird because number one team in AFC last year and they didn't really lose much and they're just terrible. So it's it's something you got to take game by game, but. Let's be honest. They were playing the number one team in football. They kind of gave up. They, they looked like they were playing pretty solid the first few drives. It was seven seven. They were fighting, stopping the Bills on fourth down. Once the Bills got that two touchdown lead, they just gave up. Let's just be honest. It, top Tannehill was throwing to the wrong team. Uh, they stopped running the ball because Derrick Henry was getting a uh, A gap twenty four seven with Milano and Edmonds just completely blitzing because they know that's all they could do. Um, and uh, they they need they need to find a way to run the ball because that's basically the only way they can win games this year. You just said they didn't really lose much. They lost AJ Brown, and I mean, they lost Harold Landry for the year. Those are two very big losses. I like I like Burks. You could like Burks, but he ain't no AJ Brown. Not yet. He ain't no AJ Brown. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> and also, yet. I mean, it's it's. I think we kind of all, in a sense, thought Derrick Henry might physically take a step back. Maybe not so much of production, just like fit, like just how he looks. But I mean, it's looked pretty bad his first two games. But he's always been someone who started off the season kind of slow. So we'll see if he can go ahead and step it up. But I mean, if he doesn't, then the Titans are in the world trolley. Tannehill is not going to lead your team very far, especially with this receiving core. 
No, yeah, so. it, it is the they did play against the best defense in the league. Let's not get that wrong, but yeah. I feel like I feel like an injury for anybody. Like I personally have experience with injuries before, and I and I understand like your thought process looking when you run is completely different. Like Henry wasn't you know even thinking the slightest about an injury when he first you know pre-injury. I'm talking about he was just talking about yeah. running over kids. Like he didn't give yeah. a care in the world. Now when you see him run, now he like it's almost as if he hesitates to hit the hole because he's, he's like, and he's accepting it. And like, he's exact, exactly he's usually the one pushing through people. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's something. I think that's something that's mindset, though, and I think that's something that could be fixed. That's why I, I still, I still believe in Derrick Henry. But uh, as far as, um, and one more thing I want to talk about in this game: if you ever are playing Stephon Diggs in fantasy and Gabriel Davis is out, just don't look at your phone. It's he probably lost. the best thing to do. You lost. <laughs> they're just, they're just gonna, they're just gonna force feed him. All right, and then we got one more game left, and we had Philadelphia uh, beat up Minnesota. And I gotta say this: if you had Philadelphia, might be the best team in the NFC. They might uh, be. Who Philadelphia? Philadelphia. Yeah, they might be the in best in the team. NFC. They might be because that shit's kind of weak. I had it. it is, I mean, Philadelphia looks really good. Now, I'm not going to be someone who hops on Jalen Hurts all the way right now. And I'm someone who's been very critical of Jalen Hurts in the past, but he's looked pretty good so far. And let's see if he can keep this up. He might be, I'm not going to say he's going to be as good like Josh Allen, like that. But you know how Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs, and all of a sudden he became a not-so-great QB to a very good QB? I wonder if A.J. Brown's going to have the same effect on Jalen Hurts. Hmm. You know, I'm someone who, I believe A.J. Brown, if he's not top 10, borderline top 10 receiver in the NFL. And, I mean, the offense just looks really good. You also have Devontae Smith there. You have Dallas Goddard. Decent. Yeah, they got Watkins. The O-line's good. The defense is absolutely stacked. You know, I mean, this is a very good football team. And Nick Sirianni, a lot of people kind of make jokes about him when he was hired because of his first press conference, but that guy can coach. He good. is a great coach who built a perfect offense around Hurts. And I've been fearing by Philly so far. Now, honestly, keep it up. You know, they play Minnesota this week, uh, and they beat Detroit. Who's still promising? But just gotta keep it up, and their schedule is a cake walk. Yeah, like, what, like, like, I'm not even exaggerating when I say that they could be 17. And, no, they won't be 17. I'll say that, but their schedule sets it up that, like, I wouldn't even be, really be shocked in a sense. Uh, my takeaways from this game is uh, the Eagle. I agree with you. The Eagles might be the best team in the NFC, just because. Let's be honest, the NFC is very weak, but they also look very good. Um, and their schedule is a cakewalk. But uh, the three players I took out of this game that I, I like really loved, Darius Slay, obviously, you don't need to talk about him. We know what he was, and he proved it. Uh, Cam Dantzler from the Vikings, he also had a very good game. Uh, he, he, he's been being slept on, uh, and he had a, a, like everything, tackling, coverage. He was very good. And then Avante Maddox, who was a player that is your, your guy, Zach. I know you like him. But um, – those are the bright spots of the game, but as far as as far as the Vikings' game plan, it, it kind of just seems like they were trying to go into that game and do what they did week one, which is not a, it's not it's not going to happen. Uh, you, you go in, you have to realize you go into week one and your plan is force feed Jefferson before the play starts, know where the ball is going. You can't do that. You can't. Kirk Cousins knew where the ball was going before the play started. Slay knew what he was doing. He was sitting on it every time. Like the the, the Packers couldn't have known that. It's the week one. You never know what's going to happen. But the Eagles have that tape. They know what you want to do. And it just seems like O'Connell didn't really adjust to that, didn't expect that. And the Eagles were literally playing 
playing defense like like it was Madden. They knew what was going to happen. They read the coverages. They they read the formations. They knew what was going to happen and completely, completely shut down what everybody thought was a top 10 offense like it was nothing. So I yeah. think it was more to do with O'Connell definitely not expecting this and, and, and not making the adjustments he needs to make. Um, but it, Kirk Cousins, let's be honest, just had a terrible game. And that's what it comes down to. He, they, he made up his mind before every throw. He knew where it was going. And you can't do that as an NFL quarterback. And it's something that Kirk Cousins usually we don't see have, have a problem with. But he, he did it this game. Well, here, here's my thing. Um, I, I think this week the Eagles showed that they probably have the best duo corners in the league in on top three defense, in my opinion. The reason why I say this is because when you look at Darius Slade, James Bradbury, you know, Gardner Johnson, Avante Maddox, like they're just stacked at the DBs. And then look at your D-line. you got a veteran Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. Like the, the defense was insane. Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. Like, they just Reddick, picked up. like their, their defense yeah. is stacked. And I feel like people have kind of slipped on them because it is the Eagles. Like we, we've all never taken them really serious. Even the Nick Foles year, we didn't really take them serious. But um, this year in particular, I feel like we really dis- dis- uh, discredited like their defense entirely. And I feel like they went out there and they had something to prove, and they proved it. Like I don't care if you have Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Like we have guys that are going to compete with your best receivers, and you're not going to just run, run or throw all over us. You're going to have to win a methodical game, and you're going to just going to be a close, tight game. And if you aren't good enough to play a game like that, we're going to blow you out, which is exactly what they do with the Vikings. Vikings are. Um, fantastic at you know going downfield and trying to sh- have these shootout games and, and and you know show off for the audience the eagles played smart football and they're like you're not going to beat us deep you're gonna have to take the one-on-one matchups and we trust our guys to win those and darius slate definitely won that matchup and, and now i think everyone's realizing like the eagles are top contender and like i said i had the eagles as my three seed this year now right now they're probably the two or one seed in the nfc so i think we all had the eagles winning the division but yeah. they look great I think the main question always with the Eagles, I mean, you, like I, I credit, I know I credit the Eagles defense uh, when we were doing our previews because they're, they are stacked. Right. But the big question with the Eagles has always been Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And so far he's looked pretty good and let's just see if he can be consistent and keep it up. You know, because if he can, I mean, the sky's the limit for this Eagles team. It really is because they got so much talent on that team. And Darius Slay has always been the most underrated corners in the NFL. And I mean, I'm happy he was able to do something like that on, um, the big stage in prime time. Now, can we talk though for a second? Does Kirk Cousins have some problems seeing in the dark? Because anytime this man's on a prime time game, this man <laughs> does not show up. Well, I, I feel like it's just like I don't think it has anything to do with the prime time. I just feel like he's he's starting to like. Has he won a prime time game yet? I don't, I don't know, Zach. I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan. But, no, but that was like a big time stat that he has not won a prime time game at least some time ago. Well, I haven't heard about it, but all I know is. I, I could watch these plays and see that Kirk Cousins was making his mind up before the ball was snapped. You can't do that, like you, especially on a good team. You want to put you want to play the Bears or or the uh, the Seahawks or or Texans. You might be able to do that. Probably not, but you might be able to. But you can't do that, especially after this uh, week of game film that a, a good team can watch. They they did it this week and, and it showed that they were not ready for this game. Yeah. All right, so that is the last game, week two. Now, we got to go with some predictions. We're not going to go too far in depth with the predictions, also because we have been running a little long, but we got to have some predictions for week three, you know? So let's start off with Thursday Night Football, tomorrow night, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. 
Uh, Joe Hayden is, uh, I think, due to the halftime for his uh, retirement. Congrats to a good career for him. But I got Pittsburgh winning this one. I'm going with the veteran head coach and the team with better defense. Uh, yeah, I have Pittsburgh as well. Um, what it comes down to is the Browns usually own the Steelers every year. Uh, that's usually what it is. It's it's usually a, a circle in that division of teams beating each other, and it's usually the Browns over the Steelers. But uh, Brissett can't do what Mayfield did. Like He can't push the ball downfield. So I'm going Steelers. I'm going with the head coaching. I'm going with the defense. Uh, that's just going to completely shut them down. They're going to box 10 Chubb. Let's just be honest. That's what they're going to do, box 9 Chubb. Uh, Steelers, Steelers are going to win this game. Uh, I actually have the Cleveland Browns winning the game. I really do. I, I think, I, I think like I said earlier, the Browns know their identity and they understand the game plan that they go into. And I understand that people are going to throw, you know, 10 in the box against like Nick Chubb. But I don't think that stops this offensive line and this type of player. You know, the, the dynamic duo of Hunt and Chubb is ridiculous. And I feel like a guy, Amari Cooper, is good enough to compensate for, you know, that lack of passing game. And I think Jacoby Brissett understands just like that Jimmy Garoppolo role of like, hey, don't do more than what I am needed. You know, don't go over the head. Don't turn the ball over and let my running backs eat. So I got the Browns winning. All right. Next up, Houston at Chicago. I got Houston, Texas getting their first one of the season. Oh. I think that I just think they're the better team. I think that uh, their defense is going to be able to stop Justin Fields. And I think Davis Mills is going to have a nice game. Maybe not Brandon Cooks. I think Jalen Johnson might shadow have a good game against him. But I like Houston. Danny, go ahead. Um, I actually uh, I have the Bears. I think the Bears are going to win this game. I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a shitter fest in my opinion. But I definitely think the Bears are going to come out on top. I disagree. I don't think it's going to be a shitter fest. I really do think it's going to be the clash of the shitters, uh, to where they're going to be they're going to be scoring points on each other. Um, but I, I, at the end, I chose the Bears. Um, I, I think I think the Bears are just a little bit better than the Texans uh, on paper. Uh, Davis Mills is, is playing okay, I guess, he, but he's not going to win football games. I don't feel like. Um, but I I would not be. Of course, you're not going to be shocked if the Texans win this shit. But I have the Bears win winning this game. All right, we got two disappointing teams so far, two on two teams. You got Vegas traveling to Tennessee. Who goes ahead and gets their first win of the season? Vegas. Yeah. Tennessee looks grade A bad, and uh, we, you're already, we already talked about Vegas. I, I'm not sleeping on them yet. They're going to start getting some wins. I got Vegas yeah. as well. Yeah, I got Vegas as well. Yeah, next up, you got Kansas City traveling to Indianapolis. Uh, Kansas City, 550. Kansas City. I don't think it's going to be about 50. I feel like this is the game where they fi- they finally get a little bit of clicking on offense with the Colts, but no, nah, Kansas City will definitely win. Uh, I actually have the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> no, honestly, this is the type of game the Colts just somehow wins. I feel like it is for game. sure. That's what I wrote right. down. Like that, This will be the game where they – oh, Matt Ryan's back in MVP form. But, like, I don't think you guys win regardless. Uh, Buffalo at Miami. Buffalo. Uh I need to see more from Tua. As much as I want to say Miami, I'll be at the game and I'll be rooting for him. And I'll probably have him in my money picks because I'm not fake. But I'm going to go Buffalo. Uh, it's the safest pick. They're the best team in football. Regardless of who they're playing, I'm picking Buffalo to win any game right now. Come on, man. I forced you to change your pick last week. Do it again. Come on. Maybe at the end. Ask me at the end. All right. Uh, I got Buffalo as well. It pains me to say it, but like I said, I'm hard on the teams that I support, and I just don't think they're good enough to beat the Bills right now. I really don't. 
What, so we think Buffalo's going to say, no, come on. Go they with could, the upset bro. and they, I'm they, not going to On some real shit, they could. They're, they won't go 17, no. They they just probably won't. But I'm going Buffalo. Buffalo's going to beat Miami. And, but I am interested to see how close this game is because it'll be kind of a test to see where Miami's at. Because I can see this to be a blowout. I can see it being a close game because it's Buffalo. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, Detroit at Minnesota. Let's be a fun one. Give me Detroit. Detroit's going to go in there and get a dub. They did it last year. They got their first dub, I'm pretty sure, against them. Um, and Detroit's just playing better right now. If the Vikings come out and play like they did last week, they're not going to have a chance against them. I do feel like it's going to be a shootout. I do feel like if you have any Lions or Vikings players, you should start them in fantasy. But I'm going to take the Lions here by by four. <laughs> mm. I got the I got the Vikings winning, actually. I think they're going to win by 10 points. Um, I think the Vikings, you know, they're pissed off what just happened to them, so they're going to come out and they're going to kill the Lions. So. I got Detroit. I got Amon Roth going crazy again against that Vikings uh, secondary. And, yeah, I think Detroit wins this one. All right. uh, we got Baltimore traveling to New England. This Baltimore lose to back-to-back AFC East teams. You know Actually, what I mean? This would be three straight AFC East teams, I think. You know, they, they play four straight AFC teams. They play yeah, all really? of them. Yeah, they play that's, Jets, that's Dolphins, weird. Jets Dolphins, Patriots, Bills. We first four weeks, but uh, no, I have Ravens. Uh, the the Ra- Patriots defense will slow a team down. Not this team. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be a, quite a blowout. And it's rare to say because Belichick doesn't usually get blown out. But I'm taking the Ravens by a, by a large sum of points. I'm going Ravens in the close one. Yeah, I'm gonna take Ravens as well. All right, next up. We got the winless Cincinnati Bengals possibly going to be able to get their first win season against the Joe Flacco led New York Jets. Uh, what you guys got? This one's tough because Mike White beat the Bengals last year. It might be a matchup thing. I'm going with the Jets. I'm going with the Jets to go out there and beat Cincinnati yet again. And think about it Bengals were on their run last year and they lost to them. Salah might just have their number. So I'm going with the Jets. Can you give me a Jets champ? No. No, you better not. Uh, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I think they finally get their first win. And they and, and this is the first of many in a row, I think. I think the next six games, this is the start of the first one. They win the next six games in a row. Who did they play? Whoa, whoa, whoa. The next six the next six games they will win. Week four they play the Dolphins, buddy. I think they beat us. I'm sorry. I Ooh. think they do. All right, we'll click that right there. We'll, right, we'll talk about it. Anyways, uh, next up. You didn't say your pick. I, I thought I said Cincy. Uh, Cincy is my pick. Well, now you did. Uh, I thought I said that at the beginning. Uh, I'll say my pick to be in this one. Uh, we got Philadelphia playing Washington. I think this is Carson Wentz's first time playing Philly, but this game is going to be in Washington, so he's not going to be traveling to Philly. And I got Philly. Like I said, they legit could go 17 was Just looking schedule-wise. And they're going to be Washington. Washington's going to go over three. And that's going to help the Colts second round pick. Maybe. I'm going Washington. Mm. Mm. I know what I just said about the Eagles. It's one of those games where I just have a weird feeling that commanders are going to win that game. I don't know why. I'm not saying because Carson Wentz wants his revenge. No. <laughs> that guy's not going to change the outcome of the game. I just I feel like Washington's going to win this game. It feels like a game that Washington will win. Mm, I disagree. Obviously, I think it's the Eagles. I think the Eagles are the, the best team in the NFC almost. So. 
All right, next up, we got the New Orleans Saints traveling to Carolina, looking to get their first win of the season. Hmm. I'm not going to lie. I want to say Carolina, but I'm not going to. I really, I'm not going to do it. I already have a, I already have a sleeper there. Uh, I have one sleeper coming up soon. You guys won't expect it. But I don't think I'm going to pick them, but I'm going to tell you it's possible. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Saints here. I'm going to go with the safe pick. Uh, Jameis Winston should not have a problem throwing on that team. Yeah, I got the Saints. I think Mount Thomas is going to go crazy this week. I got uh, and Chris Lamy. Well. I got the Saints as well. Is Camille going to be healthy? I think James is the outcome either way. But I don't think it, it does not matter. All right, next up. Why don't I just feel, have the like, feeling that this is going to be the game you're talking about with your upset? Um, Jacksonville at LA. It is. Rogers. It is. I don't know why. It just seems like because the, the, the Bills lost to Jaguars last year on some bull, bullshit, and then the Chargers lost to – who did they lose to last year? Like Texans that were very bad. It just feels like one of those games. I'm going with the Chargers. But, oh, so you're going with draw. No, no, no. I, I said right back then when I, I said it, I said I'm still going to go with the safe team, but I would not be – do not be surprised if the Jaguars win this game. You can't claim the Jaguars if they win. Who's claiming the Jaguars here, bro? I, I'm, I'm just saying you can't claim that you called it if you're not going to pick them. Well, I'm just – I'm not going to claim I called it. I'm just going to claim I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. We win, so I'm going with the Chargers. Okay. Uh, I got the Rams. So, so it's Chargers. So, 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 so. I said Rams. My brain fart. Brain fart. I got the Chargers. You know what? Because I'm salty from last week, I'm just hoping that Jacksonville's actually a decent team. I'm going Jacksonville. Okay. <laughs> I like reason. that pick though. Like I'm, I would not well, be only surprised. Only reason. Uh, next up, uh, because you want to talk about this so much, Danny. Uh, we got the Rams traveling to Arizona. Hmm. Uh, and I got the Rams. I've kind of already said I think Arizona's that great. I got the Rams, and too. I have Arizona. Yeah. Arizona. Well, okay. I think I – Arizona versus Rams every year. Week, every time they play the first time, Arizona kicks their ass. We'll That's see. That's the news. Next up, we got a very um, exciting matchup. Uh, we got Air, uh, Atlanta traveling to Seattle. Um, Ooh, I think it's going to be more exciting than people think. I think it's going to be like a – Oh, it's definitely be interesting. It's going to be a shot penny game for sure. DK Metcalf versus AJ Terrell should be a fun matchup. It should. It should. I got AJ Terrell winning that matchup because I got Atlanta winning this game in the first one of the season. Oh. I got Atlanta winning. I really do. I have Atlanta winning as well. I'm going to go with Atlanta as well. Ooh, I just sweep don't... there. Yeah, a little sweep there. I just, I just feel like Gino had his game. Atlanta. I, I'm just going with Atlanta. Point. I, I I can't really give you a reason for. It. I just I think Atlanta's going to win the game. All right. Uh, next up, we got Green Bay traveling to Tampa Bay. I think somebody kind of already might have said something about this game earlier today, but um, I got Tampa Bay. I will say that I kind of made this prediction before the Mike Evans thing, but I don't think I'm second guessing uh, myself. Um, I, I think I'm still going with them. I don't know how Chris Godwin. Is recovering from his hamstring. I don't know if he's still day to day, tweak, whatever. But either, either way, I'm going with the team that has maybe the best defense in the NFL to slow down Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense. I'm going with Tampa Bay as well, just for the the fact that Tom Brady usually owns Aaron Rodgers in any aspect of the game. Um, but I, I I will say one thing about this game. I'm I'm sick of people hearing you're picking Buccaneers. They have no receivers. Who the fuck is Aaron Rodgers throwing to these last two weeks? Nobody. Yeah. Like, I'm going with the Buccaneers. Buccaneers will win this game. Tom Brady owns Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bucks as well. Like you said, Packers just have a shit receiving core. It's worse than the Bucks, even with no Godwin or Evans. So I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Bucks. Sunday night football. San Francisco is traveling to Mile High uh, to play Denver. I'm gonna be biased because the Dolphins have the 49ers pick. I'm going with Denver. <laughs> I got Denver too, actually. I got Denver as well. Looks like we have a sweep. We know it's tough to play in uh, Denver with the altitude yeah. there. And, I mean, I think this is a great opportunity for that offense to kind of start, start to find a place to click, you know. Cortland Sun, I think, should have a good game against that secondary. Maybe the run game won't be as good, but I think overall. It, is Judy going to be all right? Is he going to play this week? Uh, I heard he's day-to-day. I don't know. Yeah. As long as he's healthy, I would stick with the, with the Broncos. All right. And what's and the then, Monday night game this week? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Give me the Cowboys. Ooh, okay. I got Brian the ball. Giants fans right now. I got Bro- the Giants. Brian DeBall and Giants are 3-0. Yep. No, they're not. Cooper yep. Rush, you know nothing about him, don't you? The ginger maniac. Who's that guy? <laughs> I don't care who that guy is. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback with 3-0 team. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, all, all right. right. Um, so yep, yeah, that is it. That is all the week three matchups. Um, I'm sure that all my picks are going to be 100% correct this week. Oh, yeah. um, They're not. I'll promise you. Uh, <laughs> I'll we'll, promise we'll you. Go ahead see. If it was that easy, we'd be making a lot of money right now. Uh, I mean, well, also, if uh, parlays like that were legal in the state of Florida. But – um, I hope you guys did enjoy this podcast. If you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you guys go ahead and like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, make sure you guys go ahead and leave a five-star rating and follow the podcast. And with that, we will catch you guys later. You're, you're not going to ask me to switch. And figure. You're not going to ask me to switch, Zach? <laughs>